This is the NTT IndyCar Series. BK has arrived. The Dutchman right now on the precipice. The car twitches a little. He lunges up the inside. And the big movers puddle award. He'll make contact with Will Power. That will bottleneck Joseph Newgarden and allow Scott Dixon to take over that fourth position. Licking his chops is Joseph Newgarden because he's now at the doorstep of Pato Award. The advantage has grown to 1.2 seconds. He is poised to take car three to victory lane. With checkers in the air, and Scott McLaughlin's going to go to victory well lane. Well done, Dave. With live flag-to-flag coverage from Portland International Raceway, this is the IndyCar Radio Network. Uh, the season finale is a week away, and the title chase is down to Ganassi teammates Alex Pillow and Scott Dixon. Dixon has made a spirited charge late in the season, but time is not on his side. With two races remaining, the lead is 74 points for Pillow. If he leads here with a 55-point lead, he will win his second title in three years. Scott Dixon won his first championship way back in 03, followed up with a championship in 08, and... In 2013, he is a six-time NTT IndyCar Series champion, so he knows what it takes to win a championship. Let's get more on his thoughts now by welcoming in Ryan Marine and Alex Wolf. Alex is actually caught up with Scott Dixon, and Ryan Marine will visit momentarily with Alex Below. Scott Dixon rolls out from the outside of the second row, trailing by 74 points in the standings with two races to go. Scott, is this a situation today where you keep an eye on what the 10 cars doing, or is it all about just running your own race here at Portland? Yeah, I think we're in a you know good position, uh, kind of in no man's land on the points, you know. So uh, to to be you know not very close to first place and not a whole lot of pressure from from third as well obviously that can flip pretty quickly with uh, how the points are but um you know we, we just i think we're in a in a nice low stress kind of situation where we can try to just run our own race uh, i think we we did that uh on the aggression side too with tire selection for the start so we'll see how it plays out but um yeah just going for the win man that tire selection starting on the blacks is it going to be about sort of an endurance run to start to try to shorten that red tire run. Is that sort of the strategy you and Michael have come up with? Uh, I think it gives you a good option to do the two stopper. So you know, um, we'll see. It, it you know it uh, has played well for us you know uh, earlier in the year and, and even for other cars, even for Will at some places too. We're starting on the black, but it's obviously a lot cooler today. So you know, getting uh, the temperature in the tire and getting what we need out of it is going to be a little more tougher than uh, say yesterday in the heat. My guys have pulled a couple of uh, rabbits out of the hat the last couple of races. You think you can do a third here today? Yeah, it'd be fun, man. It's always the goal. We'll see how it plays. Wish you a good, safe day. Cheers, man. Thanks. Scott Dixon rolls off from the fourth starting position in the BitNile.com Grand Prix of Portland. And again, Ryan Marine is caught up with Alex Pillow. Championship leader Alex Pillow will start fifth today in Portland. You start on the primary black tires. How does that set up your race from a strategic perspective? Hopefully we will be on the best place possible. Um, I mean, it's uh, it's always tough, right? Um, it's really tight, uh, great, and we just wanted to do something different, uh, try and win the race. Uh, we think that's the best scenario. There's some pros and cons on both strategies, but uh, we think it's the best for what we have. There is a chance to wrap up your second championship here today. How much have you been thinking about that going into today's race? Um, yeah, obviously. Uh, we want to do that. Um, the most important thing is to, uh, number one, it's going to stay within the team. Uh, number two, we want to win it. Uh, I don't care if it's going to be here or next week, but uh, as long as we win it, that'll be fine. Any apprehension about turn one? Yeah, but I think everybody's on the same boat, so um, I don't think it 
really changes that we are in this position. Uh, I actually feel better that we have a big points gap. And, um, yeah, we'll just try and control what we can control um, and hope for the best. That's your championship leader, Alex Pillow, looking to wrap up his second career in TT IndyCar Series title today. Uh, thanks, guys. We appreciate it. And uh, we could say that some of those uh, fears, we think, uh, have, have been uh, alleviated somewhat by the fact that going into last year's race, they changed the re- the started research, restart zone to just off of turn number 12, and it gave the front half of the field, anyway, a chance to sort itself out. That's the stated goal, but all did not go well in the Indy next race race uh, earlier today and we'll recap that for you as we work our way throughout the course of the show the bitnile.com grand prix of portland will be the 29th indycar series race here at portland international raceway and the fifth since the ntt indycar series returned in 2018 ballinger jr won the first race way back in 1984 scott mclaughlin was the winner last season alex below and will power are the only former winners that are entered in this race there are eight IndyCar Series drivers who've won at Portland from the pole. Danny Sullivan, Alan Sir Jr., Alex Zanardi, Max Pappas, Cristiano Damata, Sebastian Bourdais, Alex Pillow, and Scott McLaughlin. And it is Graham Rahal that hopes to pull off that feat today with last year's winner, Scott McLaughlin, joining him on the front row. This is Mark James. We welcome you again to the BitNile.com Grand Prix of Portland. Uh, just a couple of minutes away from going trackside for pre-race festivities. Uh, the driver that we need to introduce and uh, looking forward to his uh, uh, debut here in the NTT IndyCar Series, Ryan Marine. Yuri Vips is rolling off the 18th in the number 30 machine for Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing. A bit of an audition as they look toward 2024. No question about it, Mark. He's been introduced uh, to this team. He'll be running the two final races of the season. Second ever driver from Estonia to make a major North American open wheel start. Uh, a guy who had a lot of success in the junior open wheel ladder in Europe, winning a lot of races and championships, made it all the way to F2 where he was a race winner there, part of the Red Bull Young Driver Academy for a time until he made an unfortunate mistake, uh, uttered a word you cannot say in an online streaming session and that got him dropped from the Red Bull program. He's been on the sidelines ever since but Ray Hall threw out a lifeline to him and now we see him racing for a job and maybe racing to keep his career going. This is a big weekend as will be the next one for Yuri Vips. He's been a personable young man here in the paddock this weekend. Everyone I think anxious to see how he does here in Portland. Indeed. Uh, there have been seven different winners in 15 NTT IndyCar Series races here throughout this camp. What a season it's been since Marcus Erickson won on the streets of St. Petersburg. It was a dominant year of oval racing for Joseph Dugarden. Wins at Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, swept both races at Iowa Speedway and, of course, picked up his first career win at the Indianapolis 500. Been a good season for Kyle Kirkwood as, as well. His first with Andretti Autosport after a year at A.J. Foyt Racing. He picked up impressive wins on the streets of Long Beach. And uh, also at Nashville, Scott McLaughlin, the winner at Barber Motorsports Park. And your champion, Alex Pillow, has been a winner on the road course at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the streets of Detroit, Road America, and Mid-Ohio. Christian Lundgaard picked up a win on the streets of Toronto when Scott Dixon, after winning on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course, followed that up with a win at Worldwide Technology Raceway. It is time to go trackside at Portland. We ask that you please rise and remove your hats as the Lewis and Clark Young Marine Color Guard presents our nation's colors. 
Please remain standing as Father Jeff Kalia offers today's invocation. Gracious God, we, re- we accept this day from you as a gift, and we ask that we may glorify you in all we do today. And we ask you to spread your mantle of protection over all of us, especially our drivers, crews, medical and safety teams, and first responders, that coming safely to the end of this day, we may give you thanks and praise. And we ask this in the name of Jesus, the Lord. Amen. Here to honor America with the singing of our national anthem, please welcome Nashville artist, Brooke Lee. Oh, see, can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight all the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rockets regular the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there who say does last our spangled banner yet wave for the A week ago at Worldwide Technology Raceway, Scott Dixon, Mike Hole doing Scott Dixon and Mike Hole things. We'll have the recap for you when we come back. Uh, the master strategist, Mike Hole, uh, did what he does best along with Scott Dixon in terms of saving fuel. Scott Dixon, with two straight wins, tried to close in on Alex Below before the championship is decided. Here is how it sounded last week on IndyCar Radio. The Bomberito Automotive Group 500 is just about ready to take the green flag as they come in a beautiful formation off of turn number four. Looks good. Fans on their feet. They're already waving their hats in salute as the race gets underway. And Joseph Newgarden will go to the point. They'll lead him into turn number one as the drivers streak through some of the speedy dry laid down on the inside of the corner. It's Newgarden with a giant lead. Call it four car lengths off of turn number two. Herder runs second as we've got a caution. And Takuma Sato's car, he has a problem. He washes way up the racetrack. Four or five cars scoot around. That's going to set up some battles, Mark. It looks like Malukas is going to pop to the outside to try to get Colton Herta for second. And they stay side by side, and Malukas is going to make the high line work for him, and Colton Herta's going to have to lift a little bit. His car not nearly as comfortable to the high side uh, through three and four as the car of David Malukas. And now it looks like Hurt is in trouble again into turn number one, Nick. Yeah, it looks like he's going to lose a spot to Pato Award. And Felix Rosenquist swiped the credit card underneath Colton Herta. It's an arrow McLaren attack on Colton Herta. Rossi's going to set him up. He'll go to the inside mark into turn three. 
Car goes up. Dixon now awaits. Team puts on that rubber. They go ahead. They take off the tear and they wait. No changes to the front of the car. Fuel in. Scott Dixon down and away. Mark, now we wait to see where he blends in. We got a car into the wall up at turn yeah, number two. Newgarden, actually, Joseph Newgarden in the wall. Coming off the two cars, splitting around him all over. He continues on. Yellow does not come out as Newgarden's going to come down pit lane. Scott Dixon out of turn number two, about to pull off another incredible win. Bring him home, Mark James, half a lap away here at Gateway. Questions again, will it be a bound throughout the paddock? How on earth did they pull it off? It doesn't matter, they did it. He comes off of turn number four, sees the advanced auto parts checkered flag fly, and for the 55th time in his incredible career, 383 starts, Scott Dixon will go to victory lane. He wins the Bomberito Automotive Group 500. Yeah, we've definitely done it some alternative ways, which, you know, uh, I think races like that are a lot of fun because you can kind of not just sort of follow the leader. You can opt out and, and try something different. And, uh, you know, obviously the last two races have worked out extremely well for us in that area. Uh, but we'll have to see how the, the last two go. The NTT IndyCar Series continues to lead the field in the race for equality and change. Louisa Maser is back with more on this week's On Track with Diversity, presented by Gallagher, your trusted insurance broker and H&R and benefits consultant. Indy next by Firestone driver Jamie Chadwick drives the number 28 DHL entry from Andretti Autosport. And today she talks to us about what it means to become a role model. For me, it's always been very cool to see you know, how many women have been successful and competed over in, in the States in particular, particularly as you see IndyCar. We've seen a lot of women uh, on that surfing grid, so um, I want to ultimately try and showcase that there is a clear pathway uh, for women. And by doing that and doing it with Andretti and now with the support of DHL, I feel like it's the best opportunity I've had to do it, and yeah, just excited to try and showcase that to, to anyone looking in. And the advice I would give is that there are opportunities now. There are so many um, doors that are opening, so I try and take them with both hands and give it everything. On Track with Diversity is brought to you by Gallagher. For 95 years in communities across the globe, Gallagher's insurance, risk management, and consulting solutions have helped businesses face their future with confidence. Gallagher. To learn more, visit AJG.com. Ah, welcome back. Portland International Raceway. We are about one minute away from the command to start engines in terms of uh, you know, drivers that have had some experience here. 21 drivers at all have competed in events here in the NTT IndyCar Series in Portland. Among the most experienced, Elio Castroneves, Scott Dixon, Ryan hunter Ray, and Will Power. They each have six starts, which is the most among the entered drivers. There are 14 entered drivers who had led laps here, including those aforementioned drivers. Scott McLaughlin led 109 en route to a win a year ago. Graham Rahal, who's starting on pole, has led 38 laps here. Alexander Rossi, uh, Pottawa Ward, they all have led laps here. Speaking of Pottawa Ward, he knows his way to victory lane here. He won both Indy Next by Firestone races at Portland in 2018 on his way to the series championship. You go back a little further, Graham Rahal scored the first win of his professional racing career in what was known in as the Star Mazda Series it, way back in 2005. It is time to go trackside. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to give the command for the Bitnow.com Grand Prix of Portland. Please welcome your Grand Marshal, founder and executive chairman of Bitnow.com, Todd Alt. The greatest drivers in the world. Drivers, start your engines!
Here's today's NTT IndyCar Series starting lineup, presented by Advance Auto Parts. Row 14. Tom Blomqvist, New Zealand. Row 13. Benjamin Peterson, Denmark and United States. Ryan hunter Ray, United States. Row 12. Stingray Rob, United States. David Malukas, United States. Row 11. Santino Frucci, United States. Helio Castroneves, Brazil. Row 10. Devlin DeFrancesco, Canada. Agustin Canapino, Argentina. Row 9. Yuri Vips, Estonia. Christian Lundgaard, Denmark. Row 8. Kyle Kirkwood, United States. Romain Grosjean, France. Row 7. Marcus Armstrong, New Zealand. Renis VK, the Netherlands. Row 6. Joseph Newgarden, United States. Felix Rosenquist, Sweden. Row 5. Marcus Eriksson, Sweden. Alexander Rossi, United States. Row 4. Callum Eilert, United Kingdom. Will Power, Australia. Row 3. Patricio Ward, Monterey, Mexico. Alex Below, Spain. Row 2. Scott Dixon, New Zealand. Colton Herta, United States. On the outside of row one. Scott McLaughlin, New Zealand. And starting on the pole. Graham Rahal, United States of America. Today's starting lineup is presented by Advance Auto Parts, the official checkered flag of the NTT IndyCar Series. As is always the case, pit reporter is going to be very, very busy throughout the course of the weekend. We're happy to welcome in for the first time this weekend, Georgia Hedeberry. Well, thank you very much. I'm keeping my eye on Graham Rahal, who's going to start on the pole for the 110-lap duel around Portland International Raceway, a roller coaster of a season for Rahal. And he's had incredibly strong runs in this late half of the season with the most recent best finish, a second on the last permanent road course that we visit at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. After qualifying on the pole, Graham made it a point to note that his confidence was not only in his qualifying setup, but said that his race car is even better than his qualifying car. Up pit lane a little bit, Alex Wolf. Well, Georgia will be keeping an eye on the championship. Scott Dixon looking for his third win in a row at a track he has never won at Portland International Raceway, but he is loose. He's confident playing with house money as he tries to chase down Alex Pelot for the title. With more on that, here's Ryan Marine. Yeah, that's right, Alex. And if Alex Pelot is going to win his second series title, he's going to have to do it without a familiar voice in his ear. Longtime strategist Barry Wanzer sidelined for the final couple of races here this season due to a skin cancer related surgery. All indications are he's on the mend. We wish you a speedy recovery, Barry. In his stead, veteran Michael Garrow will be up on the timing stand for Alex Pelot as he heads off in search of a second series championship. Mark? I look forward to the coverage throughout the course of the afternoon. Thank you all. 1.964 miles in length, 12 turns, three of the best of the business to sort it all out, and we will hand them off first into troublesome turn number one to Michael Young. Good afternoon, Mark Janes. I'm up in the spotter stand. There's a different breed of humanity up here, and we will do our best to cover this turn one, which is a 90-degree turn. The drivers will work their way between the curbing and the fencing to try to shorten that turn, make everything a little bit sweeter as they make the way through that 90-degree turn, and then they'll have a 140-degree left-hander, which is turn number two. That's where everything gets really tight. Drivers then try to carry a lot of momentum as they get themselves into turn number three. They'll start maybe a downshift of one gear or two, and that's a long sweeping turn number four, and then they go through a couple of curves. Turn number five and six, that's where they'll come to the view. Our very own Jake Query. Happy birthday, Jake Query. Michael 
thanks so much. Happy to spend it here with friends in Portland, Oregon, Portland International Raceway. And it's the area of turns five, six, and seven that I will monitor. Think of it like you're looking at the logo of the Indianapolis Colts, a horseshoe. The top of it would be turn number five. It's a right-handed turn. Then you go down to the bottom of that horseshoe and that long, sweeping left-hander that is turn number six. It is this area of the racetrack where even the best can get tripped up. Happened to Marcus Erickson yesterday in qualifying when that speed rolls you through turn number six. If you bring in too much of it, you got to get out of the throttle. The balance of the race car can get irritated. Field with Graham Rahal in front goes through this area right now. Then it's a right-hander that is turn number seven. Shortly thereafter, there's a slight kink to the left that is turn number eight and then once they clear that area it is a backstretch where speed again starts to tick up and they come into the view of Nick Yeoman. Thank you so much Jake. Happy birthday my friend. It is all about roaring through the RPMs and the gearbox down that long back straightaway when they leave that bend of turn number eight and then you've got to get it woed down a very fast left right hand complex of turns nine and ten. If you get the cars woed down then it's a 180 degree to turn Back to the front straightaway through turns 11 and 12. Mark Janes, nowhere on the planet do they look faster roaring through that part of the racetrack. Pace car starting to pull away as we're set to go racing here in Portland. After piloting the fastest seat in sports, let's get the quick thought from Davey Hamilton before we go green. Davey, you've joined us in the booth now. Your thoughts on today's race. Well, it's going to be great, actually. Track felt good in the fastest seat right there. They're lined up side-by-side side coming through 10-11. They're going to pick up the pace early, Mark. You can grab it from here for the green flag. Yeah, they are hoping that they get themselves sorted out by giving the ability to jump on the gas off of turn number 12. Scott McLaughlin and Graham Rahal. McLaughlin giving chase into turn number one. Graham Rahal will lead him down in, but it's Scott Dixon who will swing wide. It's Colton Hurd and then plenty of brake smoke as we have one of the cars go off. That's the machine of Tom Lundquist. He will run that turn. Check that. That's Kyle Kirkwood. But the field is through now. The leader into turn number five. That's the machine of Graham Rahal. Moving into turn number five, Colton Herta had challenge from Scott Dixon, but Dixon falls back. So, leader is Rahal, then it's McLaughlin, followed by Palo Herta, and then Scott Dixon is Graham Rahal with the field single file. Exits turn number seven, clears turn number eight. Graham Rahal into the view now with Nick Yeoman, and a bunch of cars went off. As a matter of fact, Ramon Grosjean got airborne. Looked like it might have been either Calipino or Calamailot, but everybody stayed back on the racetrack. It was Calamailot who got off track first, and it came. Grosjean up in the air. Grosjean's got a heavily damaged left front suspension. His day is done. Mark Jane's up front. It's Graham Rahal. Graham Rahal with a, a good lead now, developing into about three car lengths now as the front three or four head back to turn one to Michael Young. Yeah, Kyle Kirkwood uh, had that off. He fell back about several positions. A big mover at the inside. Oh, Christian Lugard works his way around Yuri Vips, but the leader back into turn number four. That's Graham Rahal. Jake Query, he has five car Lakes over second place running McLaughlin. Things are much more calm this time by than at the outset. It is Ray Hall followed by McLaughlin again, single file with Polo Herta, Dixon, Pata Award, and then Will Power. Everybody now again tiptoes a little bit through turn number seven. Much more patient than last time by. The front of the field makes their way through the dust that is still in the air after that opening lap accident as Roman Grosjean brings the DHL car to pit lane. Up front, it's Graham Rahal by about six car lengths over Scott. Scott McLaughlin of the points leader below. Alex Wolf. 
Roman Grosjean has come in. The team told him that there was nothing he could do to bring it in, shut the engine off, and they are looking around the suspension on the left front of that 28 car. So the DHL Honda, frustrating weekend for Roman Grosjean, continues with some suspension damage after that off-course excursion. Big if, if he can continue, Davey Hamilton. They do have some, uh, some, some work to do on the left front of that car. Yeah, no, oh, there's a lot of work to do. It take completely the left front corner, completely A arms, push rods, everything. Takes quite a while to change that mark. I expect him to be up for the day. Michael Young. Will Power spins at turn number four. He and Alexander Rossi were side by side, and Power just lost it at the exit of turn number four. He sits off the outside of the track. And that was the battle for the eighth position as Caution comes out on the course with Graham Rahal, your leader. Two laps complete here at the Midnile.com Grand Prix of Portland. Will Power brings out the first cost of the day. Lap number three, Davey Hamilton. We've looked at the replay. We've talked about what can happen to that rear grip when you get into those high commitment corners. Yeah, you know, and we, we've talked about it, heating the tires, even though they've had a lap. Uh, still not completely up to tire temp. Will Power made a nice move, went underneath uh, uh, Rossi, but just lost the back of that car, turned around, spun himself out in the grass. He went and unfortunately stalled it, but it looks like that this the safety crew as good as they are i think they're going to know he did go one lap down so unfortunately he did lose a lap and ramon grosjean's car has now been rolled back to the paddock so if they're going to make repairs they're going to have to do those back there while we have a moment under caution let's head to bent road it's time for the hpd engineering update engineering update with ryan marine time to hear from communications director for honda racing dan layton to dan Great to be back in the Pacific Northwest. So much open-wheel history here in Portland, and uh, these fans, they love coming out here to watch IndyCar racing. Yeah, obviously we love coming to the Portland area. The fans are knowledgeable, they're enthusiastic, and it's just a wonderful part of the country to come visit and really put on a very good race today. A couple of Honda-powered drivers duking it out for the championship. It can't go wrong for you. Exactly. We're guaranteed a champion, whether it be Scott or Alex, who are rooting for both, have a good, clean race, and then we're in a tight fight with Chevrolet for the manufacturer's title as well. And you've had a nice run of form on these road courses here. So that sets up nicely for the final two races. Yeah, trying to keep the streak, streak going. We've won every road course street race since uh, the Indy GP back in May. So we want to keep that going. Thanks, as always, for the time. That's yep. Dan Layton with the HPD update. And some early takers on pit road, according to Georgia Hanaberry. Takers indeed. Stingray Rob coming to pit lane. Kyle Kirkwood also coming to pit lane as well. Firestone red tires to blacks for Kirkwood. Filled it up with fuel and he was down and away. And we hear that there's a pit road speed violation uh, charged against the number 20 car of Ryan Underray. He'll move to the back. These updates of pit road brought to you by Shell, the official fuel of the NTT IndyCar Series. Alex Wolf. And Shell Fuel looked to be just the order of the day for David Malukas. Podium finisher last week at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Just came in for a splash of Shell Fuel. And he was down the way on the radio. Mike Hull telling Scott Dixon about some drivers towards the back of the field making pit stops. And right now they're going to be coming in for a stop with Will Powers. He's been refired. And he'll be putting on some Firestone primary black tires when he gets here. Five laps complete. Full field rundown. Ray Hull, McLaughlin, Polo, Herta, and Dixon the top five. Award, Rossi, Rosenquist. VK and Erickson through 10th. 11th Armstrong, 12th Lundgaard. Yuri Vips up to 13th. 14th DeFrancesco, 15th Eilat. 16th Canapino, 17th Newgarden, 18th Ferrucci, 19th Castro Nevis, 20th Peterson. 
21st, Blomquist, 22nd, Malukas, Kirkwood, 23rd, Rob, 24th, Hunter Ray, 25th. Those guys just pitted. Uh, Will Power, a lap down in 26th. Roman Grosjean's car back in the paddock, not officially out of the race, but four laps down in 27th. Davey, there's no question, at least in the front half of the field, when they gave him the okay to go green off of turn number 12, it did give the front of the field a chance to sort themselves out a little bit. Yeah, it sure did. And Graham, what a nice start uh, for him, and we'll see how he can do on the restart. Pretty clean and green. Good job by all these drivers getting through turn one, as tricky as it is. Seems to break smoke. That's uh, that's normal, but uh, didn't get into each other. Only fatality was actually Grosjean when that wasn't even his fault. It like Canapino was the one that went off, uh, off course and nabbed him. And again, uh, the field uh, sees the pace car pull away, which gives them an indication uh, with the, in addition to the lights being off the pace car, that it's time to get up and go. And that is exactly what Graham Ray Hall is doing. Off of turn number 12, he gets a good run, has a nice advantage already over Scott McLaughlin, but Alex Pelot is giving chase for that second position. Yeah, and Scott McLaughlin is trying to hold off Alex Pelot as Pelot made a left and right-hand move, but everybody single file with the exception of the Mateen McLaren guys. Errol McLaren going side-by-side. Rosenquist will get around his teammate, Alexander Rossi. They go side-by-side. Rossi nearly goes off the track. The leader, Graham Rahal, eight car lengths over McLaughlin. Rahal works his way now through turn number five with McLaughlin just behind him, and Alex Pelot is right on the rear wing of Scott McLaughlin with Colton Herta. Then a little bit of a gap back before Scott Dixon. Leader, Graham Rahal, right-handed, turn number seven. Now the lefty king of turn number eight, Graham Rahal by ten car lengths. Right behind Scott Dixon is that trio of Air McLaren Chevrolets. Pato Award, now Felix Rosenquist up to seventh. Alexander Rossi back to eighth. They may still be battling down the back straightaway. In fact, Rossi's got a good run. He's going to pull to the inside and take that spot away from Rosenquist. So Rossi from seventh to eighth and right back to seventh mark in turn nine. Had to beat him to that spot because he was close to running out of room. Meanwhile, pretty good battle for third. That's Alex Pelot, Colton Herta. Pelot has it. Herta wants it as they set up for turn one. Herta will quickly look to the inside and tuck back into the rear wing of Alex Pelot. That's the battle again for that third position. But your leader, Graham Rahal, eight car lengths over Scott McLaughlin. That is Pelot, Herta, Dixon, your top five. Rahal has been hitting all of the right marks as he works his way now through turn number five and into turn number six. McLaughlin doing the exact same line, followed by Pelot, who now has Colton Herta right behind him. Graham Rahal, though, up front still. About a 10-car length advantage over Scott McLaughlin. They bend their way through turn six. Seven and eight. Colton Herta continuing to put the pressure on Alex Below for that third spot. Scott Dixon's got his hands full with Pato Award giving chase as they all roar down the back stretch. Reynas VK picked up a couple of spots from 13th up to 10th on the restart. Uh, he's now fallen into the clutches of Marcus Armstrong. Armstrong currently running in the 11th position. Scott Dixon has company. It's Pato Award. Those guys have been fast all weekend long. Meanwhile, Graham Rahal, nine-tenths of a second, has to lead into turn number one. And that equates to eight car lengths on the track. McLaughlin, then Pillow, Herta, then about five car lengths back to Dixon. That battle you mentioned... Pato Award about three car lengths off that rear wing of Scott Dixon. McLaughlin is really trying to hang on. Jake Rahal is checking out about 10 car lengths. Right now, the best battle on the racetrack might be at the back of that trio of Aero McLaren cars because you have right now Felix Rosenquist getting all kinds of activity from his countryman Marcus Erickson right behind him. This is all taking place well behind the leader, Graham Rahal. It is Rahal. McLaughlin had a good battle for third as Alex Below, who's been on the charge early, moved from fifth to third at the start of the race, has had his hands full with Colton Herta. And then that aforementioned battle, Mark, we see Marcus Erickson pop to the inside 
tries to get by Felix Rosenquist, has to jump back in line into turn nine. Got a little racy at the entrance to turn number nine, and he wisely backed off of it a little bit, and that allows Rosenquist to pull away some. Rosenquist trying to keep pace with Rothy and company. So, Michael Young, let's pick it up around Colton and Hurt of the battle for the fourth position. Dixon Award, Rossi and company behind him. Yeah, it's Errol McLaren cars right about six car lengths ahead of that Dixon. Of course, Colton Herter running in that fourth position, but Jake, he's all by himself right now. It's the top four broke away. Yeah, Colton Herta is fairly evenly spaced between Pelot in front of him and then Dixon behind him. Dixon now all of a sudden, instead of Herta, his bigger concern might be that of Pata Award, who is trying to reel in that PNC Bank machine. Dixon by about four car lengths over Pata Award. Scott Dixon still in the hunt in this championship, but it is dwindling. 79 points back as they run of Alex Pillow, and he sits in that fifth spot behind Pillow. Meanwhile, Graham Rahal making his way through turns 11 and 12. Mark, it's been a perfect opening nine laps for Rahal. Uh, Davey, 10 laps complete this time by. Been a great start for Graham Rahal. Couple of drivers on the move. Davey, Christian Lungard is plus five. Santino Ferrucci plus five. Uh, Yuri Vips had picked up a couple of positions. He's now fallen back to 15th, but it's been a solid start for that rookie making his debut in the NTT IndyCar Series. Yeah, it looks like those Rahal, Letterman, Lanigan cars are strong today, and Graham Rahal is showing it right now. Has a nice little over a second lead over McLaughlin and hasn't put a wheel wrong and you're right his teammates Lungard moving up you know how good he is on these flat racetracks and Vips his first time here in that 15th spot nothing to, nothing to be ashamed of there at all more from the Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan team from Georgia Henneberry yeah, Christian Lungard was incredibly frustrated with how qualifying played out. Ultimately put him in, in that 17th position. But the rest of the weekend, alongside his Rahal Letterman Lanigan teammate, Graham Rahal, he's been quick. Quickest in practice one, a tad slower in practice two. And I asked the 45 team just a bit ago, what is working with you right now? And without hesitation and in unison, they said, good drivers and rolling off with a good package. The package comprised of data from Portland International Raceway previous events and also data from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Road course. Uh, Davey, we've talked about Graham Rahal and what he did in qualifying yesterday, setting on pole, the only one to do so on the primaries. You said that told you that guys are going to want to get off of this red stint as quickly as they can. Graham Rahal started on the reds, as did McLaughlin and Herta and Rossi and Rosenquist, or not Rosenquist, but Erickson. So, Davey, when are they going to want to get off of those uh, alternates and get onto the primaries? About yeah. how many laps in? Yeah, right now, I think they're going to go a full stint, Mark. So I'm going to say they're going to be in that 50-mile or 50-lap range. And you can do this on two if you're careful. More, some of them are going to do it on three for sure, 110-lap race, 99 to go right now. So look at them for that run lap 50, 45 or 50. Yeah, there's plenty of separation among the front four, I would say. Ray Hall, McLaughlin, Pillow, and Herta are getting pretty good spacing. McLaughlin's lead 1.3 seconds. Where it's still far from being decided, though, is from fifth place running Scott Dixon on back to award. Rossi, Rosenquist, and Erickson, Michael Young. That's been the best battle thus far in this race. Scott Dixon holding off that trio of Errol McLaren racing cars. And as Dixon exits turn number three, he's got Pato Award about four car lengths behind him. Again, that's a battle for fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth. Scott Dixon and the three Errol McLaren racing machines. Funny because that blue and orange that is oh so familiar of Scott Dixon's car has a little bit more white and it kind of blends in with that of Felix Rosenquist. They are the two ends of this sandwich, of course, of those three teammates behind Dixon. It's a Ward and Rossi that separates the two of them. Yeah, Jake, I think we've got five orange cars on the racetrack. One of them's in the lead, and the other four are right there, nose to tail. Dixon, Award, Rossi, and Rosenquist. 
That's how they run, Mark, fifth through eight. And, Michael Young, you say that the, apparently repairs have been made back in the paddock. You just saw the DHL machine. And he's making his way right now through turn number five. He was kind of slow trying to get up to speed as he gets those Firestone Firehawks up to temperature. But meanwhile, it's Graham Rahal. He's already made his way through turn number one. About four car lengths back to Scott McLaughlin, Alex Below, then Colton Herta. And boy, that battle really tightened from fifth on back through seventh and eighth. It's Scott Dixon fifth. Then it's the machine of Pottle Award. But the real battle is Alexander Rossi. Felix Rosenquist, a battle for seventh. That's indeed correct. Rossi right now has Rosenquist right on his rear bumper. As a matter of fact, it's about a half a car length distance. Rosenquist into seven, went just a little bit more wide, not able to make the move on car number seven. Alexander Rossi, who now gets up into the throttle as he exits turn number seven and gets himself another two car lengths. And those four drivers have streaked away from eighth place running, or ninth place running, I should say, Marcus Erickson, who was right in tow. Those drivers make their way through the back stretch and now blitz their way, Mark, through turns nine and ten. Davey, you mentioned that you think those reds are going to go to a full stint so what would that be in terms well, of the race strategy well you know i think that when the pit window opens and i would have to say the red the, the guys on reds are probably going to come into the start of that opening of pit window and I, that will open at lap 30 for strategy so it will open at lap 30 keep everybody on strategy so expect to see if their times are falling off a lot of these uh, drivers are going to come in around lap 30. 14 laps complete ray hole your leader mclaughlin polo herda and dixon the top five award sixth rossi seventh Rosenquist 8th, Erickson 9th, VK is 10th, Armstrong 11th, Lundgaard is 12th, 13th, Dylot, 14th, Francesco, 15th, Vips, 16th, Newgarden, 17th, Ferrucci, 18th, Canapino, 19th, Castro Nevis, 20th, David Malukas, Kirkwood 21st, Peterson 22nd, Hunter Ray 23rd, 24th is Blumquist, 25th, Stingray Rob, a lap down in 26th, Will Power, 10 laps down in 27th is Roman Grosjean at the Midtown.com Grand Prix of Portland. 16 laps complete. Graham Rahal has led all of them. Uh, Scott McLaughlin second, below third, Herta fourth, and Dixon fifth. Updates from Pit Road brought to you by Shell, the official fuel of the NTT IndyCar Series. Let's start with Ryan Marine. Third place running, a championship leader, Alex Pillow. He's been given a fuel number to try and hit, but he's been told by the team, you've got a couple of different fuel mixers you could choose from if you want to go on the attack and try and take the second spot from Scott McLaughlin. He's been told on the radio, your fuel mileage is great, your pace is great. So far, so good for the championship leader. How about on your end, Alex Wolf? Well, for the man that's trying to chase him down for the championship, Scott Dixon, not a lot of talk on the radio letting him focus on the task at hand, but Mike Hall occasionally reminding him about the fuel number, the fuel position to be in, and about a lap or two ago, Mike Hall told him on the radio, halfway through this run, so we're getting out towards about lap 33 or 34 as we head to Georgia Henneberry. Well, Kyle Kirkwood battled heavy oversteer in qualifying, but even after was confident that the race pace would be strong, I asked him, since you will return to Andretti next year, does your driving style change knowing you have a spot he said no my goal is to win and if not go out there and look like a championship caliber team which we know that they are so right now he runs 21st but was one of the first takers to come into the pits we just saw Renus VK also come into the pits took those red tires off changed the blacks and hit the road uh, I want to thank these stations for carrying today's race WWGO in Charleston Illinois WSMG in Greenville Tennessee and our flagship station Indianapolis 93.1 WIBC cars coming to pit road Ryan Marine is there 
Colton Herta electing to go on this different strategy, hitting from inside the top five. The Gainbridge crew is laid out. They are just waiting for the Californian to arrive, and he does so. He is eager to get off of these alternate red tires. It's to a set of scuffed blacks. Little front wing change. The fuel is in. Colton Herta down and away. Also see Marcus Erickson coming on to pit road for service from his race team. One of the Arrow McLaren machines also on pit road. So, Davey, varying strategies starting to... I'll tell you what, Davey, we'll get your thoughts in just a minute. Let's go to Alex Wolf. And that aforementioned Arrow McLaren car was Alexander Rossi, and Rossi went off of the alternate reds and onto the primary blacks, and he's down and away. 18 laps in, Davey, so now we're starting to see some teams play their hand yeah. here. Yeah, they're playing their hand, well, for sure. So, you know, I, the last few races, I've been Scott Dixon has tricked all of us, right, on, on going long on fuel stints, going long, getting mileage, cutting a few fuel stops out. Right now, these teams are going, no, we're not doing that. We're going to keep fresh tires on and fuel. So a little surprise are coming that early, but we'll see We'll see which strategy works out best. The Grand Blurry Hall with a pretty comfortable advantage over Scott McLaughlin, but Michael Young, Alex Below starting to draw a beat on Scott McLaughlin. I was just thinking the same thing, Mark. It's down to about three car lengths. He was really tight. Jake Query through turns number one and two, but now McLaughlin has it by about three car lengths. Yeah, McLaughlin swung it just a little bit wide through turn number six. Pelot kind of went into the same line, though. In turn seven, Pelot tried to go a little bit to the inside. McLaughlin able to pull away for car length advantage. Watch those drivers make their way down the back straightaway. Oh, everybody chasing after Graham Rahal. Big surprise, though, Mark James. We see Colton Herta coming back to pit lane. Uh, let's get the update from Ryan Marine. Update from the team. Pit lane speed penalty drive through for Colton Herta. He's just served it. And, Davey, we had talked about throughout the course of this weekend, it's not been the kind oh. of season they had hoped for, and a lot of their issues have happened right where that one did on pit road. Yeah, absolutely. We've seen him uh, strategy in Road America from the team, pitted him a lap too early, ran out of fuel or had to save too much to, to challenge for the win. Then mid-Ohio, he uh, pit speed penalty there, and now another pit speed penalty. So just not the year that Colton Herta and that team thought they would have. Jake Query, how about fourth place running Scott Dixon? Looks like Pottawa Ward, Felix Rosenquist trying to catch up to him. As a matter of fact, when they came out of turn number five and Scott Dixon looked like he literally had Pata Award getting a toe of a rope. They were that close, working their way through turn number six now. Dixon back into the throttle, starts to extend it on straight line speed. About a six-car length advantage. They'll make their way down the back straightaway. They're separated by a couple car lengths. And Scott Dixon has that fourth spot for now. Pato Award sits in fifth. His teammate Felix Rosenquist may only have a couple races left. With that team, he runs in that sixth spot. Yeah, got to be interesting to see what strong, how strong the finish is for these drivers that are moving on to other race teams. Again, Graham Rahal with a one-second lead over Alex Pelot. Uh, Pelot has about a two-second lead over Scott Dixon. Scott McLaughlin's crew has laid out. Ryan Marine greets him. At the defending race winner here in Portland, eager also to get off the red tires. He made them last as long as he could. Little bit off of his mark, slid through a little too long. The crew has to shuffle to get into position. It's a pretty clean stop. Six and a half seconds. Scott McLaughlin rejoins the fray. Alex Wolf. The leader in the contention for Rookie of the Year honors, Marcus Armstrong, just came in, took off the reds and put on the blacks, and he's gone back out into the Grand Prix of Portland. Georgia Henneberry. 
Well, Graham Rahal's team communicating with him. They asked him, we've been thinking about coming in. What do you think? They communicated back and forth and ultimately decided that Graham Rahal was going to box next lap. The team is ready and will call the stop when he makes it to his pit box. Yeah, that's probably a good call because Alex Pillow had all but pulled up underneath the rear wing of Graham Rahal's car. And here he comes on to pit road and Georgia is there. And just as we suspected, the Reds are going to come off of the 15. The black tires go back on. They are filling it up with fuel and he's down the way. A good clean stop for that team. The people ready, uh, uh, the sponsored entry uh, of Graham Rahal, and he had led 21 laps before he came onto pit road. So now, Danny, it, it cycles to Alex Pillow. Pillow and Dixon and Award, all of those guys, all those primaries now. Yeah, they're on their primary tires, and now it's the, the question is, what is that Ganassi team going to do on fuel strategy? It's a key thing right now. On their, Are they going to try to cut out a pit stop, or are they not? Right now, they're on the black tires. They could go longer than everybody on the reds, as we knew. Everyone get off those reds as quick as possible. Remember now, sometime they will have to take these reds on, Mark, and it's going to be a deficit for them in the, whatever set they do that in. And we look back through it. As a matter of fact, the top eight have yet to stop, but somewhat significantly, I would say, if the pit cycle has anything to do with how this thing plays out at the end of the race, I think it's interesting to note, Nick Yeoman, that Graham Rahal was able to stay in front of Scott McLaughlin, get back out in front of him before McLaughlin cycled around. He was, but Graham is hustling down the back straightaway trying to get some heat in those tires because McLaughlin has closed within just a couple car lengths. When this all cycles out, Mark, we may have a battle for the lead. In fact, McLaughlin is right up underneath the rear wing as they exit the final couple corners on the front stretch. Let's go to pit road and check in with Ryan Marine. Listening to team communication, expect Alex Pillow to make his pit stop between lap 31 and 33. That appears to be the plan. Right now, they're turning him loose to run fast laps now that he's in clean air, and he's done so. His last lap was the fastest lap of the race. Michael Young, how about that battle for 14 between Ray Hall and McLaughlin? McLaughlin just took a look to the inside, but now he'll tuck behind the rear wing of Graham Rahal. Again, the battle for 14. McLaughlin closes on that rear wing. And they go through an area where dust had been kicked up by Agustin Canapino, who got back out into the racetrack. But the rear of Graham Rahal seems to swing out just a little bit. That allows McLaughlin in turn six to close in. But again, on the straight line, Rahal able to extend out a little bit. More dust to drive through as Kyle Kirkwood got offline. So did Ryan Hunter-Ray, but Graham Rahal got a... Nice charge down the back straightaway as he heads towards turn number nine. Mark, he's opened it up to about five or six car lengths. Did a nice job of pulling another gap on McLaughlin. And not only was he confident, Davey Graham Rahal post-qualifying in his car, obviously on the primaries, but he was confident in his car on the alternate reds as well. Yeah, no, he, he was, and he's uh, he got a long time out of it, but not as long as the, you know, the question is going to be back again. I like that strategy that they're all taking, but Pillow and Dixon, man, they've been tricking us out of that Ganassi team the last few weeks. And so it's all what they can do. How long of a fuel sink can they run when they put those red tires on? 25 laps complete. Here's where we are. All the primaries starting that way. Pillow is your leader. Dixon, Award, Rosenquist, and Newgard in the top five. Ferrucci, Castro, Nevis through seventh. Belucas is in there in the eighth position. He last pitted on lap number four. Canapino has yet to pit. Benjamin Peterson is yet to pit. That's the top 10. Kirkwood pitted on lap four at the end of that first caution. He's 11th. 12th is Hunter Ray. Stingray Rob pitted as well. Then you go back to the guys that were on the primaries. Ray Hall, McLaughlin, Erickson, VK, Lundgaard, Rossi, and Armstrong. That's where things stand with 25 laps complete at the pitdial.com Grand Prix of Portland. 
Uh, 27 laps complete. A lot of race strategies unfolding here. Palo Dixon Award, Rosenquist, Newgarten in the top five. Ferrucci, Castro Neves through seventh. We want to thank McAllister's Deli for providing lunch to IndyCar Radio today. McAllister's has a fresh new app and bigger, better, sweeter rewards. Talking 10 points for every dollar. Free tea and sign up and just because treats. The best part, you choose when and where to use your points. Download the McAllister's app. Sign up and start earning today. Learn more at McAllister'sDeli.com slash rewards. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is the IndyCar Radio Network. Seven or eight that we mentioned that have yet to pit Davey Hamilton. You wouldn't be surprised if we don't start seeing them within a couple of laps. Yeah, so, you know, the the 30 is the number. I Because you can go 30, 30, and 20 on the reds. So 30 on the blacks, another 30 on the next set of blacks, and 20 on the reds. I think what Plo and Dix are going to do, they may go over that 30 if they can to 32, 33. That means when they get to their red stint, they could probably knock that down to 14, 15 laps on those red tires, which could be an advantage for them at the end. So Alex Pillow is your leader. He leads by 4.6 seconds over Scott Dixon. Then it's Award, Rosenquist, Newgarden, Ferrucci, and Castro Neves. We expect to start seeing them soon. Malukas last pitted on lap four. Canapino, Peterson, they've yet to pick. Then Kirkwood, 11th, last pitted on lap four, along with Hunter Ray and Rob. Then we go back to your pole center, Graham Rahal, who led the first 21 laps. Uh, he pitted on lap 22. He's 14th. Then Scott McLaughlin. Erickson, 16th, 17th VK, 18th Lungard, 19th Rossi, 20th Armstrong. Pit Road is about to get busy. Those cars that have yet to stop are doing so now. Let's go to Ryan Marine. And Pato Award has come to his crew's attention. He's going to get that red stint done right now. Pretty big front wing chain waiting on the shell fuel. It's a slower stop for this Aero McLaren crew, just under eight seconds. Updates from Pit Road brought to you by Shell, the official convenience of the official fuel of the NTT IndyCar Series. Michael Young, call the battle into turn number one. Boy, Felix Rosenquist of Pato Award nearly crash. Pato Award's front end washes out. The big news is they got out of front of Graham Rahal. Scott McLaughlin and Marcus Erickson. So Felix Rosenquist will have the de facto lead. Still a couple of people that have yet to pit, Jay Query. And what's interesting is Will Power, who of course got punted at the start of this race, found himself a chance to try to get a little bit of in front of those two Arrow McLaren cars, but not able to do it. So he watches back behind Pata Award. Graham Rahal is just two car lengths behind all of that with Scott McLaughlin. Down the back straightaways, those two Arrow McLaren teammates, Rosenquist Award, then you've got power, and then the uh, driver who was leading before all this pit sequence started, that's Graham Rahal, as it looks like Joseph Newgarden's in for a pit stop. Joseph Newgarden brings the, uh, the Hitachi car to the attention of his crew. Looks like a good the clean stop for Joseph Newgarden, Davey. He'd been running in the top five. Yeah, and they're going to do that same strategy. Go as long as he can on the blacks, as minimal as on the reds. And he's got the reds on now. means he's going to be doing a short stint in that 17 to 20 lap stint. And he's in a battle right now with Scott McLaughlin. Let's go back to Pitt Road and let's check in with Ryan Marine. Expecting Alex Pillow in any minute. The crew has their red tires over the wall. That's going to be the change they make here in just a few moments when Pillow does make the call to the pit lane. And the American Legion car should be popping into your view momentarily, Ryan Marie. Matter of fact, he's making the right-hand turn into his pit box now. 
as you say it, I see it. Here is Alex Pelot. He's made these black tires last as long as possible, trying to shorten up this red tire stint. Little bit of a hang-up on the left side of the car. 7.3 seconds. Firestone tires are on, and the shell fuel is in. And uh, more updates from Pit Road. Let's start with Georgia Hedeberry. Valio Castroneves brings the 06 to the attention of his crew. Just bought ownership stake in Meyer Shank Racing. He's only going to run the Indianapolis 500 in 2024. He made those Firestone black tires last. The Reds went on and he's down and away. Uh, Kyle Kirkwood in for a long day. Chose he's been asked by race control to give up now two positions for blocking. He was ordered to give a position up earlier. He ignored that uh, edict from race control. So now they tell him to give up two positions. And uh, are we seeing a master fuel game being played again, Davey Hamilton, because Scott Dixon is the only one yet to stop. Well, I'll tell you what, Davey, hold that thought uh, because he's coming to pit road right now, and Alex Wolf will be there. Originally, it was looking like they were going to put the red tires on, but Mike Hull calls an audible. They're going to stay on the primary blacks as the Wolfpack is at the ready. He hits the marks perfectly. They get the signboard out of the way. The tires go off. The black tires come back on. Shell fuel goes in. About a turn and a half, a substantial front wing adjustment. Just under eight seconds on that pit stop for the PNC Bank Honda. Timing is everything on this stop, Davey Hamilton, and uh, it looks like that uh, Scott Dixon is going to enjoy a pretty sizable lead over Scott Dixon as he makes his way back out onto the course. Yeah, that's right. Scott, that was a good, good call. I like the idea of running the black tires right now that that team did and put the reds on the very end. We know they're faster. They just don't last as long. But right now, if Scott could do another 33 lap stint, that means he only has to run 14 laps on those red tires at the very end of this race. And that, you know, they're faster on short distance. And that could help him try to win this race. Well, Davey, if you go back and you mentioned that number as the lead cycles back to David Malukas now, David last pitted on lap number four at the end of that caution period. But Davey, we saw with that group that started on those reds, they went about 14, 15 laps and they started to come to pit row. They, they started coming in and you can, you know, if you go 30, 30, like I said, on the blacks and that leaves you 20 on the reds. And that's what most, a lot of these early pitters did. They're, they're, so they, they went to 17, 18, 19 laps on those red tires. So uh, they're going to do the same. They got to stretch the blacks out a little longer. Pretty basic strategy at this point. Everybody's on the same game at this point. Same amount of stops. And we'll see what Dixon can do when he puts those reds on probably at the end of this race. Pelot's comfortable right now in that second position. But Dixon's going to have some company soon, Michael Young. Yes, Scott Dixon just now exiting turn number three. He's got Felix Rosenquist and Pottawa Ward there. Now remember, Rosenquist and Pottawa Ward pitted a couple of laps earlier. Dixon still getting those tires up to 10, but he's slowly getting under attack by Rosenquist. Rosenquist taking advantage of, advantage of Dixon having to tiptoe just a little bit and is managing now through turn number seven to get right there on the rear wing. So, Felix Rosenquist now heavily in pursuit of Scott Dixon. He'll chase him out of turn at number eight. They're separated by about uh, three car lengths down the long back straightaway. Everybody chasing Alex below and David Malukas, who should be pitting momentarily. Uh, we look a little further back uh, to that battle we talked about earlier between Graham Rahal and Scott McLaughlin. That currently is the battle for the seventh position. That is a pretty good battle. Scott uh, Scott Dixon is trying to keep pace with Alex Below. He's got a lot of work to do. David Malukas last pitted on lap number four. His next stop, he comes to the attention of his crew, and Alex Wolf is watching that. 
puts on the red sidewall tires. They really packed it full of fuel. They're able to extend that stint just a little bit with that splash that they had on the first caution. And David Malukas and the HMD Honda is back out onto the track. Going to be interesting to see where David Malukas will cycle back in. Meanwhile, Scott Dixon starts to pull away a little bit. Danny looks like he's got some breathing room over third place running Felix Rosenquist now. Yeah, he sure does. He nice little lead over that third place. And as it cycles around, that Dixon, you know, that the Wolfpack and that Ganassi team running first and second right now as they finish. That's as, as they're running in the championship as well. Right now, Alex Plow, though, we're leading this race with an 84-point lead. Um, if it did right now, it would be all over. He'd be our champion, Mark. I, I know Kyle Kirkwood had to give up a couple of positions. He's still in fifth, last pitted on lap number four. He is on the primaries, Davey. So how is his pit strategy shaking out, knowing how many laps he can yeah. get on those primaries? Well, he, he should be able to go to that lap 36-37, which is right now. He should be coming in about any time to get off those tires. And that's about all the fuel he's going to have. He's going to cycle back towards, unfortunately, back probably to that 21st, 22nd position after his stop. Uh, Will Power is starting to hold a pack up behind him a little bit, Michael Young. He's a lap down, but he's got uh, a, a bunch of fast cars behind him, most notably Scott McLaughlin. Yes, and Graham Rahal, Jake Query, as they come in front of you. It's still about two car legs, but Will certainly not keeping the pace that Graham has. Now, Rahal has a buffer between himself and Scott McLaughlin. That's Joseph Newgarden. And then it's Marcus Erickson right behind Scott McLaughlin as all of them work their way down to turn number eight. Yeah, Newgarden got around McLaughlin a lap ago to move up to the seventh spot. Now he's running down Graham Rahal. Newgarden's on that softer compound, alternate red tires. Got about a car length disadvantage to Graham Rahal. Really putting the pressure on Mark. It's the battle for the sixth position out of turn 11. Yeah, he is the only one of that bunch that is on that alternate compound. And he gets a really nice charge out of turn number 11. Michael Young, let's keep our eye on that battle. Ray Hall, Newgard, the battle for sixth. Again, Will Power, the lap car, will lead them into turn number two. Then Graham Ray Hall, Joseph Newgard, and McLaughlin has fallen off about three car lengths. Now Graham Ray Hall has his mirrors full of Joseph Newgard getting aggressive through turn number four. Newgard on the charge. What car behind Ray Hall. Again, leader Alex Pillow, second place Scott Dixon. Battle that we're watching right now is that for fifth. Graham Ray Hall has it. Joseph Newgarden is in pursuit of it and is in pursuit of it in a very big way because Ray Hall checked up just a little bit by Will Power a lap down running just in front of him. It has to be so frustrating for Ray Hall who runs in sixth, McLaughlin who run in eighth who uh, appear to be the big losers in this first pit sequence. Ray Hall, though, pulls a bit of a gap on Newgarden. Mark, he'll hold them off into turn number nine. He'll hold on to that sixth position. Updates on strategy for pit road with Ryan Marine. Alex Pillow out on those red tires. He was just told by Mike O'Gara, look, we don't need you to save fuel right now. We just need you to look after your tires. Meanwhile, Pato Award also on the reds for the Aero McLaren team. He was told, we need to make it nine more laps. That way we don't have to do a bunch of fuel save. Look after those tires. Take care of the Reds. That's definitely a major talking point up and down the pit lane. Uh, Jake Query, there's no question that Graham Rahal's patience has to be wearing thin with Will Power because Joseph Newgarden is clearly on the charge now as they set up for turn number five. See, that's just it. He knows now as they set up for turn number seven that Rahal has Newgarden in pursuit. And Newgarden's on those softer compound red tires. Rahal got a little bit high exiting turn seven. Newgarden, though, not able to make a move just yet, Nick. Yeah, and his power uh, provides that buffer. It's allowed the top five to really streak away. But we watch Graham Rahal chase Will Power, the lap car, into turn number nine. He's got Newgarden behind him. 
McLaughlin, Erickson, VK, and Alexander Rossi all blitzing their way through turns 9 and 10. 38 laps complete the next time. 39 laps complete next time by Pelot, Dixon, Rosenquist, Award, and Kirkwood, the top five. Ray Hall, Newgarden, McLaughlin, Erickson, VK, the top 10 of the pitdial.com Grand Prix of Portland. Uh, you're listening to the VitNile.com Grand Prix on one of these great stations, KGYM in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, WHGL in Canton, Pennsylvania, and WCUB in Two Rivers, Wisconsin. 40 laps complete. Below Dixon, Rosenquist, Award, and Rahal, Newgarden, McLaughlin, Erickson, VK, and Rossi, and Michael Young. It doesn't look like Will Powers concern any longer. He has come to pit road, which gives Graham Rahal the chance to hopefully pull away from Joseph Newgarden. And I will say that Joseph Newgarden is all over that rear wing of Will Power, or I should say, all over that rear wing of Graham Rahal. The interesting aspect of it was Will Power was starting to pace himself, and Jake Quarry, I thought Will wasn't really the issue anymore. I think just Graham's having a tough time holding off Joseph Newgarden. They've already set sail out of this area, but Rahal seems to have settled in just a little bit as all of them now work their way to the second half area of the track. So again, it's Pelot and Dixon. The lead now down to three seconds, Davey Hamilton, because there is no question that Scott Dixon is coming. Yeah, he is absolutely coming because he has the primary black tires. You know, we know once those reds get laps on them, they start wearing out pretty rapidly. They start slowing down, and Dixon has a faster car, no question about it right now. Good line of cars lined up for that fourth position, Michael Young. Uh, or check that, the fifth position, Ray Hall, Newgarden, McLaughlin Company. Well, maybe Will Power wasn't holding up Graham, or was holding up Graham, as Graham now able to gap himself about five car lengths. That also could be the fact that Joseph Newgarden's Reds are starting to go, Jake Quarry, as they make their way in front of you. Lots of open track in front of Graham Rahal, followed by Newgarden, then McLaughlin, Marcus Erickson, and VK. They work their way now off of turn number seven. Graham Rahal, about six car lengths in front of Joseph Newgarden. This is the battle for the fifth position. Rahal hits the back straightaway and starts to click up through the gearbox to try to chase away from Joseph Newgarden. He's got about a one-second advantage over Newgarden, who runs in sixth. And then Newgarden starting to fall into the hands of his teammate Scott McLaughlin, who started on the front row. Good run for Renus VK so far, Georgia Henneberry. He's currently ninth. That's exactly right. Renus VK has been a strong contender all weekend. Eighth and sixth in both practice sessions and captured a 13th starting position. When I asked him how he felt going into today's event, he said excited. That is the only word he could say and that the performance this weekend already feels strong. And he definitely feels strongest on those Firestone Blacks. I'm down by his pit spot. It looks like the crew starting to think about coming in again. And talking about Renus VK, uh, for now, uh, Jake Query, he's on a pretty good run because he looks like he wants that eighth position that's currently being occupied by Marcus Erickson. And part of what's pushing him is Alexander Rossi, who is just behind him, because Rossi's starting to get a good glimpse at that battle. Erickson, about four car lengths over VK, and then about three back before he gets to Alexander Rossi. It is eighth, ninth, and tenth as they rip down the back straightaway. Lots of marbles starting to uh, build up just off of the racing line as we watch those drivers navigate the back straightaway and head towards turn number nine. Looks like Erickson will hold that spot for now ahead of VK and Rossi. Uh, 44 laps complete. We saw Scott Dixon come off of pit road. He had to deal with some traffic, but he did so. But Davey, he has closed that lead down to 3.2 seconds. He knocks a tenth off and a tenth there. And you say obviously the difference is Below is on the alternates, Dixon's on the primary, and they both essentially pit on lap 31. 
Yeah, and you look at Plo's left front tire, guys. It is coming apart. That red tire, he's got about everything out of it it can handle. I expect him to be coming in pretty sure soon to get that tire off there and go to the back onto the blacks for the remainder of this race. And that's one reason Scott Dixon is really catching that left front tire blows. It's about done. Uh, whatever issues Roman Grosjean had with his car, they did not get them totally solved. He returned to the fray. He's back on pit road now. He is in 27th, 11 laps down. Let's give you a full field rundown. 44 laps complete next time by. Alex Pelot is your leader. 3.1 seconds over Scott Dixon. Felix Rosenquist, good run today for him so far. He's third. Pottawell Ward is fourth. Graham Rahal is fifth. Joseph Newgarden is sixth. Scott McLaughlin is seventh. Erickson is eighth. VK is ninth. Rossi is tenth. Armstrong is 11th, Castro Nevis is 12th, David Maluka is 13th, Colton Herta 14th, Santino Ferrucci is 15th, Calamilot 16th, DeFrancesco was 17th, Canapito was 18th, Phipps is 19th, 20th Kirkwood, 21st Tunner Ray, 22nd Peterson, 23rd Stingray Rob, a lap down in 21st Tom Blomquist, 25th Christian Lundgaard, 26th Will Power, now Roman Grosjean is officially listed as out of the race, 27th position. Movers on the day, David Malukas plus 10, Elio plus 9, Rosenkiss plus 8, Santino Ferrucci is plus 7, and Joseph Newgarden is plus 6. Four leaders, four lead changes, one caution for three laps. Let's go to Ryan Marine. Chance to speak with our newly minted USF Pro 2000 champion, Miles Rowe. You do it with a race to spare, and you do it here in Portland, a track that was not super kind to you in USF 2000 last year. Describe the emotion of clinching this championship here in Portland and what that means for you in your career. Yeah, man, it's it's incredible. I'm just, I'm just ecstatic that all of my supporters, you know, the team, Augie Pabst, uh, the whole crew, um, all the guys over at Force Indy and, and Penske, um, you know, have something to cheer on and, you know, see the mission, you know, really come to a close in a, in a very successful way. Uh, it just means a lot for me. It's, you know, it's like, you know, when your family's cheering on a basketball team, you want that team to win. And it's just, yeah, I'm just glad I was able to give them that victory, you know, because they've been supporting me for so long. Uh, and, and yeah, just I'm just super ecstatic that I was able to bring home the victory for them finally. And you've had so much support in recent years from Roger Penske's Race for Equality and Change, Rod Reed, the whole Force Indy team. What has their support behind you meant? Because I know there were some years where it didn't look like this dream was going to be a reality. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's been it's been three three long years, and in our first year in Force Indy, we we did get a win for the team in our very first year, but there were a lot of trials within that year, um, and so you know, a lot of doubts with with a lot of things and. We didn't think the support was going to stay with us for sure, but but coming in 2022, you know, the support came back and it stayed. Um, even when it didn't look like such, you know, Roger Pinsky, for Cindy, Rod Reed, Tim Centric, they came through and believed in me and believed in the mission. Um, the race and equality and change, you know, really put forth a good effort to, to see to see the mission through. And in 2022, we were so close and didn't get there, and they still supported here to 2023. And yeah, so this is the first step in a very long journey, uh, and you know we're still hungry for so much more. I know, first and foremost, you're a racing driver, but for the African American community, you are a lot more. Do you feel the weight of their expectations on your shoulders? It's not weight, man. It's love. It's 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 passion. It's it's hope. Um, you know, there's so many young kids out there. There's so many um, adults out there that that you know look for inspiration need the inspiration it's just there's there's not enough of us there's not enough diversity in general in in motorsports and it's it's just great 
um, that I can be, you know, a character to, to help represent that and help drive that mission forward. That's what the Race for Equality and Change is here for. That's what, that's what all of us are here for as a community, to help us evolve and get better um, and to fix what happened in the past and make the present and future better. So I'm just happy that, that I'm a character to help drive that mission forward. With the championship, that means you're one step closer to your dream of being an IndyCar driver. Does it start to feel a little bit more real now? Oh, yeah, it's starting to feel really, really, really real. Um, I mean, we're in Indy next now, you know, and next up is IndyCar uh, after that. You know, I'm, I'm still hungry. I'm hungry for that Indy next championship. I'm hungry for the 500, hungry for the IndyCar championship, man. We don't stop here. We keep going, and then, and then some. Uh, so, yeah, it's definitely becoming real, and, and, yeah, we're ready to take it all. Looking forward to seeing you next year at Indy next by Firestone. That's your USF Pro 2000 champion, Miles Rowe. And I got to break away because our leader has come to the pit lane. Alex Pillow going off of the red tires right now. Really quick stop. It'll be a black set of tires here for this third stint. And it was time, Danny Hamilton, because Scott Dixon was all but on the rear wing, and both of them were bottled up behind Stingray Rob. Oh, yeah, they got bottled up behind Stingray. That's what happened. Uh, the reason Ray Hall and Newgarden, McLaughlin actually lost the lead. They kind of got piled up behind him, unfortunately, but they're all coming in now. But you look at the left front tire of Rosequist's car, it was done. And he's out there now on cold tires trying to keep some of these cars behind him right now. But he's going to be much happier on the set of blacks than he was on those reds. Alex Wolf. And it seems like with going with that double black tire strategy to start this race, Mike Hull's starting to loosen the reins on Scott Dixon. As he told him a few laps ago before that below pit stop as he was running the 10 car down, fuel position one is good for what we're doing. So Scott Dixon trying to lay down some quick laps as he's at the front of the field. Meanwhile, an eight-tenths of a second lead for Scott Dixon over Felix Rosequist. It's seven seconds back to Pottawa Ward, Graham Ray Hall, Scott McLaughlin, the top five of the BitDial.com Grand Prix of Portland. Want more IndyCar Radio? Check out our website for links to our podcast, talent bios, broadcast schedules, and more. Go to IndyCarRadio.com. Pit stops underway on lap 51. Scott Dixon, your leader. Let's start with Georgia Hedeberry. Well, more double black pit stops coming at you. Graham Ray Hall came in to the attention of his crew, got more Firestone black tires. They pulled a tear off and a small front wing adjustment. He was down and away. Brian Marine. For Pato Award, it was a change to the black tires, some serious front wing adjustments, also a tire pressure adjustment. He's been dealing with front tire wear, and it was a wild race off a of pit road. He and Scott McLaughlin and Graham Rahal all mixed up together. Alex Wolf. Things are relatively quiet in my section of the pit lane, except for right now we're going to have some action with Marcus Armstrong coming in. He'll be putting on a primary set of Firestone black tires right next door for Scott Dixon's team. They're just taking it easy, sitting down and watching this action as Armstrong comes in. The pit crew goes to work. The black tires come off. Four new ones come on. No front wing adjustments. Shell fuel is in. Waits to pack it in. He's down and away. Updates of pit row brought to you by Shell, the official fuel of the NTT IndyCar Series. Scott McLaughlin came off of pit row into a hornet's nest, Nick Gilman. Yeah, he and Graham Rahal got absolutely swamped on those cold tires. Marcus Erickson made some daring passes. Renus VK was slipping and sliding in front of him. And we just saw as well uh, Alexander Rossi get around Scott McLaughlin. Now he's trying to get Graham Rahal as well. It takes a while, Mark, to get some heat in those Firestone tires. Rahal is 11th, Michael Young, but company behind him is Rossi, McLaughlin, and Hunter Ray. Yeah, Rossi is the first to get on that rear wing of Graham Rahal as they make their way through turn six. Alexander Rossi, a half a car length off. 
Yeah, Rossi absolutely tried to get his way around Rahal last time by. Wasn't able to do it. Going to try it again. Rahal held up just a little bit behind Marcus Armstrong. Then it's Rossi. Then a gap back before he gets to Scott McLaughlin. And you heard Alex Wolf call that pit stop from Marcus Armstrong. So now he is the one on cold tires trying to get some heat in them as they go down to turn number nine. He'll hold off Graham Rahal and Alexander Rossi as they blitz through nine and ten. Da uh, Davey, let's make sense of the strategy that David Malukas is on. Among all of those up front, the top ten or fifteen, he's the only one on the alternates. He last pitted on uh, lap 34, but he's currently running in the fourth position. Yeah, so I would expect that his tires are going to be wearing out pretty soon because we usually it's about the 20 laps that he can get out of those. Michael Young. Joseph Newgard and Kyle Kirkwood nearly collected each other in turn number one. Newgard gets around Kirkwood. Now Erickson on the attack, but Kirkwood lost all kinds of ground as they make their way through turn six. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Erickson got held up just a little bit, Mark, as they worked their way through seven. Now let's go to Nick Hillman. And it looks like uh, Rita's VK is going to shove Marcus Erickson off the racetrack. Erickson's going to slide right back in behind his teammate Marcus Armstrong. Now Graham Rahal's on the, on the attack. He'll move to driver's left in those marbles, bouncing his way down the back straightaway. It's a drag race out of turn number nine, but the pole sitter, Graham Rahal, is going to pull off that pass. A disastrous lap mark for the sweet Marcus Erickson. He may lose another spot to Alexander Rossi. And uh, the guy that's uh, watching all of that unfold is Scott McLaughlin. This is the battle for the 10th position, Michael Young. It is a good one as they head back to you in turn number one. And we have one of the Errol McLaren cars pop to the inside of Scott McLaughlin. That will be Alexander Rossi. Rossi will lock him up right back into the throttle as McLaughlin's on the rear wing of Marcus Erickson. Alexander Rossi now trying to catch Scott McLaughlin's machine. Erickson allowing himself to gap about three car lengths. Now Erickson starting to close it. Great battle right there for 10. Yeah, this is suddenly a hornet's nest of activity, as Mark James had said. Graham Rahal, then Erickson, then Scott McLaughlin, Rossi. Ryan hunter Ray is at the tail of that battle but all of them starting to now get feel for their race car single file they worked their way through turn number seven yeah, and again this is all action happening in the mid pack from about eighth or ninth on back but it's all drivers on fresh tires so they're trying to get everything they can out of those firestones down the back straightaway scott mclaughlin trying to set up marcus erickson to take that 11th spot not able to do it mark into turn nine meanwhile dixon and rosenquist uh, that is getting a little interesting now felix rosenquist has it down to four tenths of a second colton herta is the third car in that line and that's interesting to note because he is a lap down and would love to get around those two michael young as all of them head back to you toward turn number one yeah all three of those cars making their way to that right hander they have elio castro Nemez in front of him dixon will try to negotiate Castro Neves as his back end steps out. That'll allow Dixon to close in. Gaps himself from Rosenquist and Herta. About two car lengths between the three of those cars apiece as Elio Castro Neves leads him into turn five. Differing strategies now have cars scattered and intermixed throughout the track on different field right now. Scott Dixon behind him. It is Felix Rosenquist, then Colton Herta. Those three essentially glued to one another. Throw a blanket over them at a turn number seven. Yeah, strategy is though, Jake, we all know what it means to be battling for P1, and that's what's going down between Dixon and Rosenquist down the back straightaways. Rosenquist 
uh, starting to hone in on Scott Dixon as they make their way through turn number nine and ten. Those two orange and blue cars, Mark, looking really quick. Kyle Kirkwood has been told to give up his third lap of the race for blocking. So the car of Kyle Kirkwood drawing the ire of race control throughout the course of this one. So, Davey, here's where things stand now. Dixon Rosenquist, five-tenths of a second lead. That's a nose-to-tail battle on lap 57. Those guys last pitted on 32 and 29, respectively. So when do they need to stop again? I'm going to say they're going to come in on that 64. I think he, especially Dixon, I would say 64 is his number to come in. And so momentarily, 57 right now. So within the next eight laps, I would and, say he's coming in. And uh, uh, let's see. Ryan Marine, you have an update on that? Yeah, Felix Rosenquist at least is set to break off that duel. That team is laid out down here in the pit lane. So expect to see Rosenquist come in from the second spot here momentarily. So let's go back a little further than Davey. Pelot Award Newgarden. VK, they last pitted around 48, 50, 51. So where will, where, when will we expect to see them come on to pit road? Well, I expect to see them about 80 in that 80 lap range, Mark. And that would be, you know, probably the final stop for those drivers. And then they'll get that extra last 30 laps out of the uh, black uh, compound tire. So 80, 81, 82 in that area, we'll see them stop. It. Uh, Felix Rosenquist says enough is enough, Ryan Marine, as he brings his car to the attention of his crew on pit road. And it's going to be a set of lightly scuffed black tires here on this stint. He's already revving that engine, just waiting on this shell fuel. Pretty clean stop. 7.3 seconds for Felix Rosenquist. Alex Wolf. And David Malukas came in at lap 57. Dale Coyne trying to work some strategy magic as they were able to extend a couple extra laps. That initial black tire run, they got off of the reds onto the blacks. And so, Davey Hamilton, do you think that what they were able to do strategy-wise with the red tires, could that maybe have any effect on flipping track position for them? Well, it's going to help them, but I just don't think they're in a really good position to be in that, you know, they're, they're fighting for a top 10 more so than anything else. He's 60 seconds back at this point. One more stop to make. Um, I see him finishing in that same area. He may be able to crack in the top 10, though. Uh, Nick Yeoman, pretty good race. Uh, a dominant performance by one young driver. We think he's the star of the making. Louis Foster in the Indy Next presented by Firestone. Yeah, all the action in that 35-lap race was behind Louis Foster. He led them all, but we watched some really good battles. Uh, Nolan Siegel got around Daniel Frost in the last lap to take the second spot. We watched Christian Bogle pressure Jagger Jones into a mistake. Bogle ended up with a career-best fourth-place finish. Christian Rasmussen, the points leader, got caught up in an accident, rallied it on the first lap, and uh, as a result, Georgia Hennebury extended his points lead as we head to a doubleheader heading to Laguna Seca. Yeah, he did exactly that. We talked even before the race about goals, and what was that? And he said, I want to extend that points with Lee, but I'm going to do the best I possibly can. That fifth place seemed like that was a product of that being caught up in the accident early. How are you managed to capitalize and then still come out extending that points lead? Yeah, it's, it's really about turning a, a bad day into a good one, right? Um, obviously, the start didn't go as we planned. I, I got away pretty good and got up the inside of Hunter. Um, but then just got taken out from the bank. So we had a little bit of damage, but managed to uh, to get through the race and, and finish fifth with a good restart and uh, and a little uh, carnage on track. So overall, we turned a very bad day into a decent one. We head to Monterey where you have a double header, but I know there's some conversations in the works for 2024 positive, I hope. I hope so. Um, all it is right now is conversations. So uh, we're just 
right now full focus on locking up that championship and then uh, we'll see what we get for next year hopefully i get a shot at it that is christian rasmussen he sits 65 points ahead of hunter mcelroy in the indy next by firestone championship before we go to break let's get a quick update alex wolf the leader scott dixon was on pit lane Came into the pit lane, they laid out. Mike Hull asked him if he wanted any changes. He said no. They put on the red tires, so this is the alternate stint for the Wolfpack. Seven-second pit stop for the nine car. And now he's having to fend off a challenge from Felix Rosenquist. With 50 laps to go, top five here at Portland. Alex Below, Scott Dixon, Felix Rosenquist, Pato Award, and Joseph Newgard. Sixty-two laps complete. Alex Below, your leader, a nine-second lead over Scott Dixon. Dixon leads Felix Rosenquist, who's running third. Then Award at Newgarden. Rita's VK. His good run continues. He's his sixth. Armstrong up to seventh. Ray Hall eighth. Kirkwood ninth. Erickson tenth. McLaughlin eleventh. Rossi twelfth. Malukas thirteenth. Fourteenth. Castro Davis fifteenth. Herta sixteenth. Rob seventeenth. Lundgaard eighteenth. Ferrucci nineteenth. Ilot twentieth. De Francesco. Canapino 21st, Vips 22nd, a lap down in 23rd, Hunter Ray, 24th, Benjamin Peterson, 25th, Tom Blomquist, uh, Will Power 26th, out of the race in 27th, Roman Grosjean, Davey, who knows where Kyle Kirkwood would be if he hadn't had to give up three positions uh, uh, due to orders from race control for some blocking on this day. Yeah, how about that? Find himself in that, he was in ninth position, now he's in sixth as some people starting to pit cars coming off pit lane right now but you're exactly right as we see somebody overshoot is that kirkwood no uh, it's another one uh, it's probably david's down here at turn 10 it is tom blomquist one of the uh, drivers from yep. Meyer shank racing he's been having a rough day two laps down running at 26th looks like he got off the racetrack mark he had to rejoin there at the start of the drag strip uh, meanwhile kirkwood and mclaughlin that is the battle for the 10th position and that's a pretty good battle now as they work their way in front of jake Waring. As a matter of fact, Marcus Erickson leaves that battle in his rear view. He had gotten past Kirkwood last time by. Kirkwood then about three or four car lengths before you get to Scott McLaughlin. All of a sudden now, it is Alexander Rossi getting a view on all of that as they work their way now of turn number eight. And we expect a pit stop here momentarily from Kyle Kirkwood. That is why the pace has gone away on that race car. And it's Scott McLaughlin who's trying to run him down with Alexander Rossi about three car lengths behind Mark as they approach turn nine. So, Davey, let's make sense of where we are among the front two. We mentioned the nine-second lead that Alex Pelot has. He last pitted on lap 48. He's on the primaries. Dixon last pitted on lap 60. He is on the alternate. So where does Dixon stand when everyone else on either side of him all last pitted in the upper 50s or so, some of them in the late 40s, and they're all on primaries. He's on the alternates. Yeah, right now, he pinned on that lap 60. It would be great to see him get to that lap, you know, you know, probably 88 to 90. Let them, and then just get off those tires. Twenty under twenty laps on these tires right now on the reds, and then put the blacks on to finish it off. It is significant, Davey, the fact that Alex Below has bumped that lead up now to eighty-six, despite where Dixon has been running most of the day. And now that Alex Below has led twenty-nine laps on the day, Davey, he looks to maybe grab a valuable bonus point for leading the most laps today. Yeah, it sure does. And you know his lap time, Mark, just the last time by. A one minute one six to where Scott Dixon is a one minute point six six, a half a second off his teammate Alex Pelot. So that tells you the post car not only is he in front, but he has great pace right now. And again, Davey, let's give a tip of the cap to Rita's VK and what he's done for Ed Carpenter racing all weekend long. Oh, great run, actually. Disappointed he didn't make the fast twelve, and he thought he could even make the fast six and and uh, had to start back in this field. Right now, fits in sixth position. 
uh, looking really good, challenging. Matter of fact, he made some good runs on Ray Hall. Erickson made some nice passes right there, right behind Newgarden now, and he's got a bit of a, a bit, bit to make up on Newgarden, about three seconds behind him. And, Davey, no disrespect to a two-time former uh, Indy 500 champion, but the guy that's been sharing that ride with him this year, the rookie Marcus Armstrong, looks like he's going to be full-time next year for Ganassi Racing, but uh, in the times that he has been in the car on the road and street courses, I think he is primarily the reason why that car finds itself 15th overall in Netflix points. Yeah, that's right. Unfortunately, that doesn't all count, but Armstrong right now, the highest running rookie in that seventh position, doing a great job, also running the same lap times as the leader, so you know that those cars are set up the same. He's getting the job done. Going to be excited to see him come back on a full-time basis. Uh, let's go back and kind of revisit the issue with Graham Rahal. He led 21 laps off the start. He and Scott McLaughlin were the front-row starters. They find themselves 8th and 11th, but if you go back to their first stand and their exit off the pit road, you say there was another car that might have not necessarily ruined their day, but it hampered their chances for success. Yeah, well, unfortunately, they came out behind Singray Rob, and Singray's doing all he can to get up to pace and stay on pace, finds himself in that 17th position right now. But unfortunately, they spent about six laps behind Singray. They were losing about a second to second and a half a lap. Well, just add that up in that five laps. That's about five seconds back. They just lost when, when the Pelo, Dixon, Rosenquist award, that group pitted and just set the cycle in behind them and left them in a bad position. Uh, so 68 laps complete next time by Alex Pelo has a lead of 9.9 seconds over Scott Dixon. Felix Rosenquist is third. Pato Award is fifth. Joseph Newgarten is fifth. Then VK, Armstrong, Ray Hall, Erickson, and Kirkwood through the 10th position. Again, Pelo has led 31 laps on the day. Ray Hall, 21 laps. Dixon has led 13 laps. And Malukas has led a couple of laps. Malukas, by the way, is plus 10 on the day. Four leaders, six lead changes, one caution for three laps. Want to get the thoughts of our turn announcers on this season, the last couple of seasons, in fact, for Alex Below. Let's start with Michael Young. You know, this young driver has made as many headlines off the track as he has on it, and yet he's rarely been distracted by every uh, everything that's gone on off the track, Michael. And I think you hit the nail on the head with that, with those distractions coming off that championship season just two years ago, and all the news that came out with Errol McLaren, the talk that he was leaving, and then Chip Ganassi said that's not going to happen. He still stuck it out through that season and came out with a victory at the very last race of the year at Laguna Seca and he came into this year and just has been flat out fantastic. First it was amazing for him and as he works his way around this course, Jake Query, he comes into turn number two. I see the tail end, a 10th place position with you out in turn number eight. This kid is just flat out fast today. Yeah, he absolutely does things at times almost methodically for all of the noise and the swirling that takes place off the track around Alex Pelot. Once he straps in, it's as if he's in a vacuum and all that he is worried about is making sure that his car stays in the proper lane and without question one weekend to the next that's exactly what he does oftentimes starting in the third or fifth position then after the first stint suddenly he's in second and then once he gets the lead just continues to grow it I think his ability Nick Yeoman once he gets a lead Alex Pelot's ability to just seemingly what feels like add a second every lap which obviously it's not exactly that but his pull away is as strong as anybody that we've seen in a long time in the sport. Jake I think back to the race at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca a year ago where he won that thing 
by seemingly 25, 30 seconds. He has this rare ability in this sport to absolutely put a race in a chokehold and uh, and just make it go to sleep. But Michael and Jake are absolutely right, Mark. It's his ability not only to block out the off-the-track contract stuff, but then nursing a championship lead. Scott Dixon gets hot. Joseph Newgarden starts running well. And all Alex Below focuses in is coming in each weekend and trying to win the race. He's taking care of the business. And it's why I think we're 41 laps away from him becoming a two-time IndyCar champion. Well, and it was about a year ago, Davey Hamilton, that he was so dominant that, uh, at, at WeatherTech Raceway. One of the first guys to congratulate, congratulate him in the cockpit was his owner, Chip Ganassi. And I think that's where that relationship, very frosty at the time, began to thaw. Yeah, very frosty inside. That's a good way to put it. And and you're right. I mean, I think that he's been through a lot. We know the talent that he has. Uh, you know, when you're when you're running up front like that, a lot of things come shooting at you. They people offering you things, and your agents doing stuff, and things out of your hands sometimes. And right, he got kind of stuck in the middle. Unfortunately, kind of stuck in that right now. But at least the good news is we know looks like he's going to be a champion, a two-time champion with that team, and he's going to stay with it for the long term. 70 laps complete. We expect pit stops very, very soon, certainly within 10 laps or so. Alex Below, the leader. Scott Dixon, Rosenquist, Award Newgarden, the top five. VK, Armstrong, Ray Hall, Erickson, and Kirkwood, the top 10. Again, 70 laps complete. The Bitnile.com Grand Prix of Portland. Uh, thanks for joining us all across this land of ours on great radio stations like WHCC in Ellensville, Indiana. That is the home of our very own Chief Engineer Rick Evans. And how about the flamethrower in Lima, Ohio, WIMA. The home of our Alex Wolf at WIAM in Williamston, North Carolina. 73 laps complete, 37 to go. The BitDial.com Grand Prix of Portland. Polo, Dixon, Rosenquist, O'Ward, Newgard in the top five. VK, Armstrong, Ray Hall, Erickson, uh, Kirkwood the top ten. McLaughlin, Rossi, Malukas, Herta, Castro Nevis through 15th. 16th Lundgaard, 17th Ferrucci, 18th Eilat, DeFrancesco, 19th, 20th Canapino. 21st is Vips, now a lap down. 22nd Hunter Ray, 23rd Peterson, 24th Rob, 25th Blomquist, 26th Will Power. Out of the race in 27th, Roman Grosjean, David Malukas plus 10, Felix Rosenquist plus 8, Newgarden plus 7, VK plus 7, Marcus Armstrong plus 7. Your leaders, been four of them. Six lead changes. Among them, Alex Below, who's led 38 laps, Ray Hall 21, Dixon 13, Malukas 2, and uh, Davey Hamilton, there's been just one lone caution for three laps. Yeah, how about that? Been a clean, green race and won that one small caution, which is making a line out. Sometimes we get spread out. But if you look down to this field, Mark, there's battles all over. We're looking at the championship battles. We're looking at battles on track right now. We're looking at those two championship contenders, Pelo and Dixon, running one-two right now. But the good run for Rosequist. Got to put a shout-out to him. You know, he's been struggling at the end of the races. We'll see if he can hold on to this and get him a podium uh, this weekend here in Portland. Yeah, and again, continues to be an impressive run for Renas VK. He's sixth. Marcus Armstrong is seventh. Might end up being another day, Davey. You documented why Graham Rahal is running in the eighth position. He's going to feel again just like he did after the uh, Grand Prix uh, it, it, at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway a few weeks ago. He's going to feel like he had the fastest car of the day, just didn't have the results to show for it. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm, I'm one, I, th I thought you put the reds on, you get them out of the way as quick as you can, but unfortunately that puts you in a bad position with lap traffic and coming out in, in slower traffic, and so obviously they chose that strategy too. Not the one of the day, the one was put the start with the blacks, go long so you're not getting mixed up with some of that lap traffic, and 
and unfortunately they just got stuck up several of them four or five of them got stuck with lap traffic couldn't get by him just lost a massive amount of time cycles it back another good day for Rahal but finds himself in eighth uh, and you talk about that lap traffic Davey and uh, it's certainly causing some issue for your leader Alex below he had a nine second lead moments ago it's down to 7.2 seconds but Georgia Henneberry says Kyle Kirkwood enough is enough he's come to pit road Georgia Kyle Kirkwood is in pit lane he's putting those Firestone sticker black tires back on the team told him just a few minor setbacks mentioning his penalties but he's down and away it was a clean pit stop and again he's had to give up three positions throughout the course of this race Michael Young keep an eye on Kyle Kirkwood as he comes off the pit road we'll see what kind of traffic he cycles back into well, Alex Pillow has already gotten around him. He will cycle right in front of Ryan Hunter Ray, who is obviously a lap down. Dixon, Rosenquist, they're all closing in. Pato Award there as well. So this means that Pillow gets even more of a buffer between himself and the second place running, of course. Now Scott Dixon and then Rosenquist behind him. So he's got power, talking about Pillow. Power, then Kirkwood, who is now all of a sudden getting Ryan Hunter Ray on his rear wing. Then you get to Scott Dixon, followed by Rosenquist and Award. Problem is, Jake, it's not really being backed up uh, via the stopwatch. In fact, it is down to 6.2 seconds. Below did get around Will Power, but Mark, he's got a lot of lap traffic. We're talking about uh, 20, 20th place running Yuri Phipps, 19th place running Augustine Canapino, and Devlin DeFrancesco right ahead of our leader. And there's no question that Ryan Hunter Ray is racing Kyle Kirkwood bloody hard as he wants to grab that spot back. But again, uh, the thing about Ryan Hunter Ray is he is running a lap down. But Davey, uh, traffic continues to be an issue for not only Alex Below, but especially Scott Dixon as he's trying to work his way. I'll tell you what, Michael Young, you picked that up. He just worked his way around Kirkwood. Yeah, Kyle Kirkwood still trying to get those tires up to temp and Scott Dixon made it look easy getting around him in turn number one. Now Felix Rosenquist running in that third position trying to get around the lap car of Kyle Kirkwood. So Kirkwood having a rough time, Jake, getting that car up to speed. But as quickly as Dixon was able to get around Kirkwood, Rosenquist having a little more battle. As a matter of fact, maybe now that car is starting to come to Kirkwood just a little bit because he's able to hold that off as he exits now through turn number seven. Rosenquist was sawing on the steering wheel through turns six and seven trying to track down Kyle Kirkwood and thus keep within the pace of Scott Dixon not able to do it. He's still got that car in between him as Dixon blasts his way to turn nine. And we see more and more drivers. Davey, you mentioned you thought around lap 80, but here we are, lap 77, and we're starting to see activity on pit road. Yeah, they're going to make it on fuel. I just thought they'd went the last stint. You want the best tires you possibly can, and and some of them are coming in early. And a lot of times you have to look at the monitors that they have, Mark, that it tells them if they pit at that point exactly where they would come out. And so some of these teams might pit a little early just to have a little bit of an advantage, try to get a little more lap uh, track uh, position uh, for, by pitting a few laps early. But they might have to save just a little bit of fuel at the end. Uh, Alex Pelot last pitted on lap 48, and he is running Davey all by his lonesome on the racetrack. He does have some traffic in front of him, but uh, he's bumped that lead up to seven seconds over Scott Dixon. Yeah, up to seven seconds right now, and I expect him, you know, he can make it to 80, 81, even 82, I think. Probably should do that. He's laid out right now, I guess, so it's going to be that lap 80 when he comes in to uh, to get his stop. It means that uh, he's in good shape to finish off on these black tires in this race. Yeah, he works his way off of turn number 12 as we speak, and he will woe it up. And you really don't have a lot of time to do that. I mean, that pit commit line comes on you pretty quickly. So it's been a good day for Alex Below all in all. And Ryan Marini's led 42 laps all the day and right now enjoys an 86-point lead in his quest for a second championship.
Makes his way into the pits for his final stop. Just one stint away from clinching his second championship in the last three years. Dealing with a little bit of oversteer. They're taking a turn of front wing out of the American Legion Honda. Really clean stop for the Ganassi crew, and he's down and away. Redis VK's been in the top ten all day, Georgia. Redis VK having a strong showing today, and he said he was going to be strongest on those black tires. That's just what they put on the Ed Carpenter Racing number 21. They filled it up with fuel, and he was down and away. And it was a close call for Alex Blow coming off of pit road, Michael Young. He had to woe it up and not run into Stingray Rob and then Graham Rahal was all over the rear wing. Alex Below tried to get that car up to speed. Rahal on his rear wing in F6. And Marcus Erickson is right there with Rahal as well. So we'll see whether or not Pelot is able to hold that off as he works his way, holding on to that sixth position through turn number six. Now through turn number seven. Starting to pull away. Nick starting to get a little bit of speed with the tires starting to warm up a bit. Yeah, those tires are warm up and he'll hold that sixth spot over Graham Rahal. The concern is that that lap car ahead of him, which is 24th place running Stingray Rob, who is a lap down. Polo and Ray Hall, they run 6th and 7th into turn number 10. More tankers on pit road, Ryan Marine. Pato Award has been the quickest driver on the track for much of that last stint. He makes it last one lap longer than many he was racing around. Just had to wait on the fuel. Really quick stop. It's a set of scuffed black tires to take Pato Award to the checkered flag. Been a top 10 run for the Ridgeline sponsored machine. That uh, Good looking green car that... Uh, Marcus Armstrong, and now there's an issue in the pit box for Marcus Armstrong, Alex Wolf. He pulled away, and the right rear tire came off and rolled back. They have to get it up on the jack, and there's more trouble because Scott Dixon was going to lay out to come in. And right now, that car is getting pushed back. They got the quick jack for Marcus Armstrong, who had been having a great run. Scott Dixon laid out, getting ready to come in. Could have been disastrous. Dixon will come into the pits. No front wing adjustment for them as they finally... Now stall again, Marcus Armstrong's car. An absolutely disastrous nightmare stop as Scott Dixon coming down the pit lane. No front wing with the black tires. He hits the marks. The reds will come off. The blacks will come on. The Wolfpack had reviewed the tape of that last pit stop as Armstrong finally leaves the pits. And it's a clean stop for Scott Dixon. Just about six and a half seconds. Over to Georgia Henneberry. Graham Rahal brings the 15 to the attention of his crew. The only difference in this busy pit lane is Graham Rahal is putting on those Firestone Black scuff tires. They're filling him up with fuel all the way to the brim, and he's out of the Scott Dixon was able to slip out in front of David Malukas, who's currently in the fourth position. Michael Young, he's setting up for turn four already. Yeah, Dixon finally got through all the melee, but it's Alex Pillow got around Yuri Vips and Stingray Rob now getting around Marcus Armstrong. But here comes Scott Dixon trying to close in on the leader. And we Scott see Dixon now works his way through turn number six. Mark, he's already off into turn number seven. And we see Graham Rahal coming off of pit road as well. And it looks like he's going to jump back onto the course. Michael Young in front of Scott McLaughlin, who's currently running in the 10th position. Yeah, Scott McLaughlin doing his best to hold off Graham Rahal and get around him. He actually had him in his sights, made a nice move into turn number five, and now Marcus Erickson trying to get around Rahal. Yeah, so Erickson now started to go to the outside of Graham Rahal as they work their way now through turn number seven. It is Rahal, and now Marcus Erickson is going to quickly dispatch of him. So Marcus Erickson in front of Graham Rahal, roaring up turn number eight. Alexander Rossi's car got a little sideways there as he's trying to get Graham Rahal as well. Also saw a near miss as Pottawa Ward finally got to put uh, Ryan Hunter Ray a lap down. Mark, that was awful close between those drivers down at turn nine. I'll tell you what, Ryan Hunter Ray's not being a very forgiving, Davey Hamilton. He had the elbows uh -huh. wide on Scott Dixon coming off the yeah. pit road, so I'm in a pretty good battle there with Pottawa Ward. And Ryan Hunter Ray currently is in the 23rd position a lap down.
Yeah, unfortunately, not in a good position, and he is fighting hard. As long, he does end up letting him go by, but he's not letting him do it, let him do it easy. And and that's you know his car is actually better than it's probably been this uh, this since he's been in it. To be honest with you, VK's teammates running that seventh position, Ryan Hunter Ray. He said probably having a little fun out there as we see a spin. One of the Uncos cars goes off. That'd be uh, Ilot. Is no, no, I'm sorry, Cantapino slides off. So he slides off uh, up uh, where Nick Yoma's got a pretty good eye on him. Yeah, that's at the exit of turns nine and ten. He sits there in the grass has yet to get that car refired as Felix Rosenquist sits out front as your race leader uh, that green and black pay.com Chevrolet looks stranded Mark not sure if this is going to bring out a full course caution still waiting for that Argentinian driver trying to find a gear and get that car refired so he can continue on and it looks like he is giving the indication to race control that uh, he is not able to get that car refired Davey what does this mean for the likes of Felix Rosenquist who last minute on lap 58 well, he, I, I think they're going to leave the thing green until Felix can come in the pit he's the kind of last car and challenge to pit he's leading it right now but if it went yellow it'd leave him high and dry so I think they're going to let him come in, leave Cantapino in that position till he pits under green, gets back on racetrack, and then they'll probably drop that yellow. Ryan Marine. Felix Rosenquist is in. He's been saving this red tire run to the finish. That could be really interesting if we have a late race restart. He might have the best rubber for a short run to the checkers. Clean stop, and as he leaves the pits, double yellow flags are out here at Portland International Raceway. So the caution is out because of the stalled car of Augustin Canapino. That was after Felix Rosenquist was able to pit with 84 laps complete in the pitdial.com Grand Prix of Portland. All right, 25 laps to go. Hello, Rosenquist, Dixon, Award, and Newgard, the top five. VK, McLaughlin, Erickson, Rossi, and Hurt of the top ten. Race control uh, with uh, a stalled race car. Off of turn number 11, between 11 and 12, uh, left him set until Felix Rosenquist could come to pit road. Davey Hamilton? Yes, uh, that did happen. <laughs> uh, you know, it's uh, that's a tough call right there. I, I don't agree with it. I mean, yes, good for Rosenquist, no question about it, but he was in a very dangerous spot, and sometimes, you know, you lose out on that. Usually in somebody's in a dangerous situation, you have to throw the yellow just for safety. They did leave it green, so Rosenquist could stay on the lead lap, puts him in second place, and, and, and to make a good day, which could have been a bad, but... Uh, Man, I always think safety's first, and sometimes you catch a bad break. And uh, Ryan Marine, you say that, uh, that Scott Dixon was none too pleased with the proceedings. Uh, you got that in car communication. Actually, I think that might have been Alex who picked that one up. What do you hear, Alex? Yeah, right a few moments after that caution flag came out, it was sort of a simultaneously hot under the collar from the Iceman, Scott Dixon. One about how Felix Rosenquist got out in front of him, and also some salty words as he talked about the fact that that was left green, the caution coming out after Rosenquist came out. So right now, uh, having to be a little bit of strategist in counselor is Mike Hall as he's trying to remind him that he's plenty good on fuel and trying to tell him they still has a chance to win this bit now. 
NFL.com Grand Prix of Portland. Uh, Michael Young, you say issues continue for Augustine Canapino. They got him restarted up uh, at the entrance to turn number 12, but, uh, but what happened when he got down to turn three? Well, he got to turn three, and then he just made a right-hand turn right past the Armco barrier about midway between turns three and four, pulled that car into the grass, and he crawled out. The AMR IndyCar safety team is there, and we will see if he hops in for a ride back to the medical unit. Obviously, he's he's out on his own power, but he'll need a ride back somewhere because he had enough or an issue with that car, but he sits at the, as I said, the midway point between turns three and four. 86 laps complete. We pause 10 seconds for cease identification. This is the IndyCar Radio Network. Twenty-four laps to go. Here is your full field of rundown. Alex Below is your leader. Felix Rosenquist is second. Third is Scott Dixon. Fourth is Pato Award. Fifth is Joseph Newgarden. Sixth is Rinas VK. Seventh, Scott McLaughlin. Eighth is Marcus Erickson. Ninth is Alexander Rossi. Tenth is Colton Herta. Eleventh, David Malukas. Twelfth, Graham Rahal. Thirteenth, Kyle Kirkwood. Fourteenth, Elio Castro Neves. 15th, Christian Lundgaard, Calabaylot, 16th, Santino Ferrucci, 17th, D. Francesco is 18th, Yuri Vipson, 19th, a lap down, also a lap down, and 20th, Stingray Rob, 21st, Marcus Armstrong, after a disastrous pit stop, which knocked him out of the top 10 where he had been all day. Ryan Underrace been plenty aggressive, even though he's a lap down in 22nd position, 23rd is Benjamin Peterson, Tom Blumquist, 24th, Will Power, two laps down in 25th, Augustin Canapino now out, he'll finish 26th, Roman Grosjean uh, will finish 27th today. He, too, is out of the race. Palo has led 46 laps. 21, Ray Hall, 15, Dixon, 3, Rosenquist, 2, Malukas. Malukas is plus 12. Rosenquist is plus 9. Joseph Dugarton plus 7. Same for VK and Castro Neves. Five leaders, nine lead changes. Just a couple of cautions for six laps and the car of Elio Castroneves is being ordered to uh, the rear of the field for violating the... Uh, Pit road speed violation. Nick Yeoman, the leaders, coming into turn number nine. And the leader is Alex Blow, starting to accelerate ahead of Felix Rosenquist. Then there's three lap cars back to third place running Scott Dixon. But Mark may have a battle for the lead as we restart with 22 to go. And they get to the start-finish line. The green flag flies, and uh, the front three start to set sail for turn number one. Alex Pillow about a two-car length advantage over Felix Rosenquist with those alternate red tires. Dixon at Pato Award will make way through Stingray Rob. They still have Marcus Armstrong. Armstrong will allow Dixon through, so that will allow one lap car. That's Yuri Bips between he and second place running Rosenquist, your leader, Alex Pillow. Pillow about a three-car length advantage over Felix Rosenquist, and Rosenquist has about two car lengths between himself and, of course, that back marker of Bips. And then after that, you get Scott Dixon, Award, but the leader, Alex Pillow on his giddy up on a turn number eight. And we have a problem here at the rear of the field. One of the cars got hung up. I can't actually see and make out who it was able to get away and get going. I think it might have been Stingray Rob at the rear of the field. Uh, I take that back. It's Santino Ferrucci. Ferrucci had a problem, got caught up, got back on track as he works his way now up turn number eight. Leader setting up for turn number 12, and I can tell you this. Through four and five, Marcus Armstrong didn't make it easy for Pato Award. He kind of shut the door on Pato, then let him get by once they cleared turn number seven. The leaders go back to turn number one. 
Well, that's what teammates are for. Marcus Armstrong doing his best. It's below your leader. Eight car lengths over Felix Rosenquist. Yuri Vips between second place running Rosenquist. And Scott Dixon. Dixon all over rear. All over that rear wing, I should say, of Yuri Vips. Here comes Pelot in the six. So Scott Dixon wants to get around Yuri Vips and get himself clear sights on the front two. Not able to do it still of turn number six. So Alex below the leader has about an eight car length advantage of turn number eight. On the stopwatch that equates to just under one second. Alex Blow got a great launch on the restart. He's able to hold Felix Rosenquist off as they head down the back straightaway. Then we look a little bit further back as Scott Dixon continues to try to track down Yuri Vips, Mark, to eliminate the rest of those lap cars. Wonder what the advantage oh, problems, would be Mark, we, contact, we got Gilman. problems down the back straightaway. Looks like Alexander Rossi made contact I think with Colton Herta, that car is disabled as it comes back across the racetrack right in front of traffic. Rossi gets it woed down. He lost a ton of track position. Now he's trying to get the pit lane, nearly collided with Graham Rahal. And another potential top 10 finish for Alexander Rossi. Davey Hamilton has come apart. Yeah, not good. Being very aggressive there. and The, 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 the door closed, but he was going to try to open it. And unfortunately, it cost himself there. I'll have to see a replay, but it just looks like uh, risk to reward wasn't good on that one. Yeah, they're uh, checking that front wing assembly, and it looks like, Davey, they're going to have to replace that. I mean, it was wiggling a little bit. Matter of fact, they're putting uh, alternates on that car. It looked like they are indeed going to replace that front wing assembly. Yeah, that, it's definitely wiped out that nose wing. They got a second one going on, some scuffed reds. They're, they're gonna, they're, he's definitely going to go a lap down here momentarily as we see our leader right now, Pelot, coming through turns. 10, 11, and 12 now. Uh, well, those front two really starting to check out, and they can fake lap traffic for that. However, we'll go back now as Davey, you get an overhead look at the replay. Colton Herta, Marcus Erickson, Alexander Rossi all involved as they approach turn nine. Yeah, it was actually, he was going to go, try to go to the right, left side of Marcus Erickson. Erickson went to the middle of the racetrack, stayed there. Rossi could have went a little wider, just barely, barely clipped that right front wing onto Erickson's uh, left rear tire, and that's, uh, that put him out of business. Boy, Ray Hall and a bunch of other cars really got stacked up behind him, Davey, when he came back out onto the racetrack. Now, back up front, the lead is 1.1 seconds. We wondered, Davey, how Felix Rosenquist would fare on those fresh alternate tires, but it looks like Alex Pelot's been able to hold a lead of about one second. Yeah, and he should be a little quicker, but it's harder to, matter of fact, his last time by is about two tenths slower on those red tires. They are faster, we know, but he needs to do it quickly. For example, 20 is the number for those reds. He needs to go 30 on those, so he needs to take care of those tires, so maybe he's just riding right now. Erickson and Herna continue to be a battle, Nick Yeoman. That is the battle for the seventh position. Yeah, that's down the back straightaway. They continue to slug it out. They're now stuck behind a couple of those lap cars and Stingray Robin, Ryan Hunter, Ray Erickson off of turn number 12. About a two-car length run advantage over Herta and Malukas. That's seventh, eighth, and ninth. And Scott Dixon can't work his way around Yuri Vips yet. Pottawa Ward is right there with him, Michael Young. Boy, he's had mirrors full of the Mexican. Pottawa Ward about a car like behind Scott Dixon. Vips not making it easy for our third-place runner as he's got Pottawa Ward in his mirrors talking about Dixon. Give Vips credit. He's keeping a good pace, and that keeps Scott Dixon at bay. That's allowed Pottawa Ward to roar in on Scott Dixon's rear wing as Vips this time started to go low in a turn number six. Dixon not able to move a ward just behind him. This is for the final step on the podium. It is that battle. Scott Dixon and Pottawa Ward down the back straightaway and then you've got uh, Joseph Newgarden and Renus VK. They're interested spectators. Mark, good runs for both of those drivers running in fifth and sixth of those Chevrolets. And suddenly uh, a couple of tenths have gone off the lead of Alex Pelot. Felix Rosenquist sees that he can continue to build up with those tires. Michael Young, he is noticeably closer this time into turn number one. 
We'll call it four car lengths as Alex Pillow makes his way. You hear him underneath me, midway point of turn three. Felix Rosenquist about eight car lengths behind. Again, Scott Dixon still holding off Ottawa Ward for that third position. But Pillow in command of the race here in Portland, Jake. And again, those front two have Yuri Vips working in between themselves and way back to the third place running Scott Dixon, who is holding on to that podium position with Pata Award just behind him, followed by Armstrong. But the leader, Alex Pillow, eight car length advantage on turn number eight. And as soon as the Spaniard got it down to eight or nine tenths of a second, he turns up the wick with 17 laps to go. Marky pushed it right back to about a full second, maybe even 1.2 seconds here, again with 17 laps to go. Not sure that Yuri Vips is necessarily holding Scott Dixon up. He just can't get around him, and as that continues to be an issue for Scott Dixon, uh, the lead, the, the distance between Dixon and Rosenquist has jumped out now to almost six seconds. So it's Alex Pelot, your leader. Rosenquist is second. Then six seconds back to Scott Dixon, Award Newgarden, VK, Erickson, Herta, Malukas, and McLaughlin, the top 10, with 15 laps to go on the Bitnile.com Grand Prix of Portland. Uh, 14 laps to go. Alex Pillow is your leader by two seconds over Felix Rosenquist. Then six seconds back to Scott Dixon. Award Newgarten, the top five. VK, Erickson, Herta, Malukas, McLaughlin, the top ten. Yes, we did say Rita's VK is running in the sixth position. Davey Hamilton, how about Rita's VK? A front row starter in May at the Indianapolis 500. That tenth place finish up until now is his best finish. He does have a couple of 11th place finishes, but by far his best effort of the season. Yeah, absolutely outstanding run by that team. By the way, a good place to do it. Bitnile.com, sponsor on that car. Bitnile.com, sponsor this event. So, uh, good time to do it. Good run for him. It's always good to end the season with on a high note. And that looks like what VK is going to do with Ed Carpenter Racing. And Nick Yeoman, we follow the career of David Malukas over the past several years uh, that through the Indy Next for sure. David Malukas coming off a podium finish, back-to-back -back podium finishes at Worldwide uh, at the Worldwide Technology Raceway. He is currently running in the ninth position. His pit strategies worked out well for him. Looks like he's got a little spring in his step as he gets ready to move to a new home next year. Yeah, he's another one, Mark. We were kind of tossing around sophomore slump with how uh, miserable the season started for Malukas. But you're right. Into the second half of the season, as he gets a little bit more uh, experience, a little more wet behind the ear, he's starting to pick off some good results. Clearly loves that oval in St. Louis. And you're right. He's poised for another top ten. And uh, as you mentioned, pretty big announcement coming soon. Uh, for the new team that he'll be racing for very soon. And Davey Graham Rahal currently running in the 13th position. He was all smiles after qualifying yesterday. And again, the circumstances caught him out. And uh, from a driver's perspective, how frustrating is it to keep focused in a race like this when you knew you had a fast race car, but uh, th th there's nothing about 13th place that says that? Yeah, he's not going to, unfortunately, he's not, you know, I talked to Graham right before this race, and, you know, he had high hopes. and. Thought hoping he could do what he did at Indianapolis and lead majority of that race. Ends up second behind Dixon on a strategy call. But just it just did not work out for him today. He has no push to pass left. He's behind his teammate Lungard in that 13 position right ahead of Elio Castroneves. Definitely not what he wanted today. But, man, I tell you what, you got to give that team a lot of credit because you got to remember he missed the Indy 500 in this team and come back to put it on a pole, second one of the year. Um, and have opportunity to even be up front is, is pretty remarkable, but uh, definitely not the day he wanted. And Davey, as far as Felix Rosenquist was concerned, his last 10 has been on the alternates, and uh, let's face yeah. it, if he was going to make a run at Alex Below, he needed to do it on the restart. 
Yeah, and I think the situation there, I'm sure his team probably told him, hey, 30 laps is impossible on the Reds to be fast at the end. Let's just take care of them. Don't worry about the lead. Let's just let's just salvage a finish. And the league already did that. The series already did that for him. By not throwing a yellow, they put him in contention to where he could be up front. So he has a, you, you know, he needs to be thankful for that. But obviously Dixon, I, understandably, and if I'm in Dixon's shoes, I'd be upset too by not throwing that yellow when Canapino spun. But he right now is six seconds behind Rosenquist. A lot to make up, but Dixon on those black tires, Rosenquist on the red, he could still get the job done with 11 laps to go. An update from Jake Query. Scott Dixon finally got his way around Yuri Vips, who is, of course, making his debut here in the NTT IndyCar Series and that Ray Hall Letterman landing in car number 30. But he's running a good pace, so that means that Pata Award is behind Vips now and has been for the last two laps. That gives Dixon pretty clear sailing should he stay clean in terms of that final podium spot, Mark. Uh, interesting mix-up that we're watching right now through turns four, five, and six. That's the battle for the 10th position. It is Scott McLaughlin and Kyle Kirkwood. McLaughlin looking to go back-to-back here. Doesn't look like he's going to be able to accomplish that. But that's been a pretty good battle, Nick Yeoman. Looks like a 12th place running Christian Lundgaard's trying to join that fray. Got a little close for comfort down there in turn four as uh, Kyle Kirkwood had to get jam on the brakes uh, to avoid running into the back of Scott McLaughlin, who's another one that's going to be disappointed with the result today. Again, that's 10th, 11th uh, with Kirkwood, and then Christian Lundgaard running in that 12th spot. And here comes that battle for 10th. It comes back to Michael Young into turn number one. Oh, and Colton Herta just locked him up, trying to get around the machine of Marcus Erickson. But last time through, it was Kyle Kirkwood all over that rear wing of Scott McLaughlin. But McLaughlin able to gap himself four car lengths. And then again, it's Christian Lundgaard right behind the battle for 10th, 11th, and 12th to turn five. Battle between Lungard and Kirkwood right now might be the better one than Kirkwood trying to get to McLaughlin because Lungard and that high V machine now all of a sudden drawing a bead on Kyle Kirkwood, who's had a very active day in his own right. McLaughlin now about six car lengths in front of Kyle Kirkwood, then four back to Lungard. They've been their way to the left through turn number eight. If you can call it a corner, it's really just a setup for the long back straightaway. Christian Lungard giving chase uh, towards. Uh, the number three machine is Scott McLaughlin. Both of those cars, Mark, have been fast all weekend. Erickson, Herta, and Malukas. That's a pretty good battle. That's a battle for the seventh position, Michael Young. Marcus Erickson again, last time through, had Colton Herta lock him up, trying to get underneath him. So Marcus Erickson this time through, about a three-car length advantage over Colton Herta. The last few times by, Colton Herta, the exit of three, has put those left sides out of the dirt. He will keep them on the asphalt this time through, but Marcus Erickson looking very clean, three-car length advantage over Herta. All of this happening right in front of that battle we just talked about between McLaughlin and Kirkwood. So it's Erickson followed by Herta, then you wait before Malukas. McLaughlin, then Kyle Kirkwood and Christian Lungard as all of that group now works its way through turn number seven. Erickson Hurt are going to be teammates next year with Andretti Autosport. Right now, though, they'll try to settle out who's going to finish seventh with eight laps to go. Erickson, that red and white car, uh, charging towards turn number nine. He'll hold off Colton Herta. He'll keep Herta back in the eighth spot. Uh, Pelot with the 2.7-second lead over Felix Rosenquist. Scott Dixon is nine seconds back. That is 14 back to Pottawell Ward. Joseph Newgarden pretty comfortable uh, in that fifth position. Rita's VK is sixth. How about Erickson, Herta, Malukas? Michael, how's that? 
Marcus Erickson, he's got mirrors full of Colton Herta again. We'll watch that battle as it exits turn number three, and Colton Herta gets a nice charge. It's Marcus Erickson, again, about three car lengths ahead of Colton Herta, but Colton Herta trying to close that gap down into five. Coming off of turn number five and entering into turn number six, Herta is much closer to that Husky machine than he was last time by. Setting up now for turn number seven. Erickson swings it wide. Herta goes right where he does. Erickson then off the turn, starts to swing it to the middle group. Colton Herta about three car lengths behind him. Herta got a nice charge uh, out of turn at number seven, but Erickson's charge wasn't bad as well as they make their way down the back straightaway, click up through the gearbox before they have to hammer the brakes to try to slide it through turns nine and ten. The advantage for Marcus Erickson looks to be about three car lengths as he holds off Herta for seven. Uh, seven laps to go for your leader, Alex Below, who's led 62 laps all the day, and his championship lead has ballooned to 91. Let's check back in on that battle now. Marcus Erickson, Colton Herta with Belucas and McLaughlin trying to keep pace. It's seventh and eighth is the battle. David Maluk is in that ninth position. He's fallen back about ten car legs. But Colton Herta right there again, Jake. He's about three car legs behind Marcus Erickson, wanting to take over that seventh position. When they start to sweep into the long left-handed turn number six is where Herta really starts to draw in on Erickson. But then they set up for turn number seven and get themselves the area where they can get back into the throttle. And that's where Erickson pulls away just a little bit off turn number eight. Colton Herta is the only driver for Andretti Autos we're running in the top 10 today, trying to improve that by one spot and run down his future teammate down the back straightaway. Erickson leads him into turn number nine. They're still separated by Mark by just about a car length or two. And Davey, you can tell that the the, the, the Firestone Firehawks for Felix Rosenquist, uh, they've passed the sweet spot now because over the last two laps now, six laps to go, by the way, Felix Rosenquist was within about 2.1 seconds, and now it's up to a 3.5 second lead for Alex Below, who's on the primaries. Yeah, we, that's right. I mean, they're absolutely pulling away. But right now, Rosenquist is holding his own to contain that second position over Dixon. Right now, Dixon was actually just a tenth quicker that last lap but with six laps to go. Not near enough time to catch him. Looking at the lap times, Davey, Will Powers had a fast race car, but because he got caught up in that issue at the yeah. start, he is, uh, finds himself two laps down in 25th. Yeah, he has. He he was a contender today. You never know where he could end up. His teammate. So right now, New Garden in that fifth spot, uh, and then we, you know McLaughlin in tenth. So you know he would have been in that area. But uh, with that off early on, going to lap down, you just can't recover from that. Uh, five laps to go for Alex Below, and we continue to keep an eye on what continues to be a good battle in the closing stages of this race. It is Marcus Erickson. It is Colton Herta. It is the battle for the seventh position. They separated themselves from David Malukas as they had. Back to Michael Young. Well, Colton Hurt is starting to save a little bit for Marcus Erickson here at the end of this race. And as Nick Yeoman said, they will be teammates next year. But Colton wanted to show him that he's not ready to give up this fight for seven. Colton closes it down to about two car lengths. But Marcus really smooth through turn number four, gaps himself. Now three car lengths, seventh and eighth right there in five. Boy, as they go into turn number five and exit it, then Herta starts to close in again now off of Marcus Erickson. But they go into the same line. Erickson swinging wide, setting up for turn number seven. Got out of the gearbox just a little bit. Herta wasn't able to close the gap as they worked their way now off turn number eight. Boy, he is just stalking him. The lap after lap, right in the tire tracks. He's got a good 
strong charge. Colton Herta, that is, down the back straightaway. Maybe trying to set uh, Marcus Erickson up into turn at number nine. They approach that corner. No, not able to do it. Colton Herta has to stay right on that rear ring of Marcus Erickson. And Malukas and McLaughlin are trying to keep pace, but McLaughlin can't catch either one of those cars down. Again, this is the battle for the seventh position. Four laps to go for your leader, Alex Pelot, as that battle for seventh heads back to turn one. Well, we'll see Colton Herta get aggressive here in these closing laps. He's all over the rear wing this time through. As I said, about four laps ago, locked him up in turn one. Very smooth this time through that turn. They're already turn number four. Two car length advantage of battle for seven. It's Erickson and Colton Herta. And again, Colton Herta, as they work their way now, he's running the rear wing through turn number six. It almost feels like now it's a matter of time, but Herta went too wide, got out into the grass, spins the car. Everybody's able to get around him, but Colton Herta in that game. Cambridge Machine came to a temporary stop. Now tries to blend back in. Graham Rahal got around him as they worked their way up turn number seven. He did a 360, got it fired back up, but fell behind Graham Rahal. That drop kicks in Mark James all the way back to the 13th position for Colton Herta. And uh, Davey, that was a spirited battle, but as we said, in the high yeah. commitment portions to the corners of this, that car is going to step out unannounced. Yeah, and he just, he just, you see the understeer in that car. He was trying to go around. Uh, big mistake by Colton with three laps to go, unfortunately. Cost going to cost him a lot of positions, but yeah, he, he wasn't in a position to pass him and just trying too hard. Just going to try to make a wide exit to try to go underneath of him there in turn eight. Just didn't happen. This place ranges from 30 feet wide to 70 feet wide, and he found one of the places where it's 30 feet wide. Yeah, he found the 30 going into the 70. Didn't work out for him, and just a bummer. The good news is, you know what? He kept the car going. He kept it running. He's back on track with no yellow flags with three laps to go. Uh, well, three laps to go. Alex Pelot has a 4.8 second lead now over Felix Rosenquist, who's on the alternate tires. And needless to say, as we mentioned, uh, they have long passed the sweet spot now. Two laps to go, and the impressive run continues for Alex Pelot. Michael Young, he's led 67 laps on the day. And he has cleared himself from any traffic. As a matter of fact, when he gets to turn one, Jay Query, the battle in the back of the field is just getting to you. But Alex Pelot, so smooth as he enters turn number seven. Pelot enters turn number seven just as Rosenquist is now down to the bottom of turn number six. So Alex Pelot, on a day that has been overcast, the sun is shining brightly right now on the young man from Barcelona, Spain. Setting up to be a championship winning day for Alex Pelot down the back straightaway. Mark James. We've seen it time and time again in championship clinching scenarios. That's when drivers oftentimes get tight, do just only what they have to do. Alex Pelot's going to go above and beyond, about to see the white flag. He's going to be in pursuit of win number nine if he could navigate 12 more turns, Michael Young. This would be his 24th podium finish, Michael Young, in 63 starts. What an incredible start to his career. And it all started in May of this year. The Indy GP Detroit Road America Mid-Ohio. Four wins on its way to his fifth and a second championship. You can't help but love this young Spaniard. Here comes Alex Pelot to turn six for the final time. It has been four years since this series welcomed a new member to the Multiple Series Champions Club. Joseph Newgarden was the last to do it. And now Alex Pelot is on his way to clinching exactly that. And Nick Yeoman to go with it. A race win at Portland International raceway he's got a couple more turns he's got to keep clean it is the ultimate exclamation point to win a championship in style alex below down the back straightaway nice and smooth stays out of the marbles 
through turns eight and nine for the final time. Mark James, here comes the Spaniard out of the final corner. All the off-track distractions did not distract him on track. He weaves to the start-finish line. The advanced auto parts, twin checkered flags in the air. The 2021 champion becomes the 2023 champion. Congratulations to Alex Pelot. He wins the BitNile.com Grand Prix of Portland. Felix Rosenquist with a great run finishes second. Scott Dixon third. Pato Award and Joseph Dugarton complete the top five. By 91 points. Yeah. Let's go, boys. Oh, my God. Let's go. Thank you. You guys are the best. By 91 points, he wins the championship. Alex Pillow and Davey Hamilton, what a dominant performance has been in the second half of the season. Yeah, absolutely has. And then we know who the champion is going to be. We know who's second place in the champion is going to be. And that is Alex Pillow, winner of this race, winner of the championship. And Scott Dix and his teammates going to come out second. Still a battle. we got a race next weekend in Laguna Seca. We'll figure out who's going to be third in that championship. But right now, that Ganassi team absolutely crushed it this year with both cars and again first and second in the championship. Uh, Pillow, Rosenquist, Dixon, Award, and Newgard, the top five. VK, Erickson, Malukas, McLaughlin, and Kirkwood, the top ten. Lundgaard, 11th. Ray Hall was 12th. Herta, 13th. Castro Neves, 14th. Callum Eilat, 15th. Santino Ferrucci, 16th. Devlin D. Francesco, 17th. A lap down at 18th. Yuri Vips, Marcus Armstrong, 19th. 20th, Rossi, 21st, Hunter Ray. 22nd, Benjamin Peterson, 23rd, Stingray Rob, and 24th, Tom Blumquist. Two laps down at 25th, Will Power. 26th was Augustin Canapino, and 27th was Roman Grosjean. There were five leaders, nine lead changes. Below led 69 laps. Ray Hall led 21. Dixon, 15. Rose Rosenquist led three. David Malukas led two. There were just two cautions for six laps. And again, 91 points, the margin of victory in the quest for the championship for Alex Below And uh, Davey Hamilton, as we said, on that last lap, Chip Ganassi among the first to greet him. And uh, Davey, we'll get your thoughts on the top five as we progress through our post-race. Let's go to Georgia Hedeberry. Well, second through fifth right here on pit lane. The only difference of Felix Rosenquist's car, those red tires are on there. They made the call. What was the fall off like? How hard were you pushing there towards the end? I mean, I knew they were going to fall off uh, at some point, so I didn't go too much in the beginning. Like, the blacks were actually all right on the, on the restart, so I saw Alex was just wasn't really within reach. Uh, at that point, I realized, like, I can't attack him, so I'm going to have to save a little bit and try to play the long game because... The nightmare would be if we if we lost like you know six spots in the last couple laps. But uh, yeah, that was awesome. The McLaren smart stuff was just phenomenal all weekend. We had some bad luck in qualifying yesterday, but uh, yeah, way to recover. You were visibly frustrated in qualifying yesterday. So to capitalize and come home second, what are those positives you can take away? Yeah, I mean we, I mean we didn't get the win, but uh, I think that was a hell of a comeback. Uh, had a really good strategy. Chevy gave us really good power, and uh, everything was just rolling our way, which was kind of, it's been a while since since I felt that way, and the flow was just there all the race, and uh, good fun, really enjoyed it, and uh, congrats to Alex, we, yeah, we just couldn't get him. A breath of fresh air for Felix Rosenquist, he comes home second today. Alex Wolf. Scott Dixon looking at the monitor, Alex Pillow in victory lane, and Scott, it was a, a day of ever-changing strategies, it looked like you looked like you were going to go on that first stop to red, switch to blacks, uh, assess the day for you. Uh, yeah, it was, it was okay, it was fairly straightforward. Um, 
had a pretty good run and then we kind of got caught up in traffic. It was a bit of a nightmare. And then obviously, um, you know, the 10 car guys, uh, first of all, huge congrats to them on, on clinching the championship. Sorry, can you move back a bit? Um, and then, uh, you know, we, we tried the red run there. IndyCar intervened on that uh, that caution there. They left the car there, waited for the you know the leaders to pit that had cycled out. So, um, good job, man. Thank you. Um, and then obviously Felix jumped us because they went yellow as soon as he pitted. So, it is what it is. I think we had a good uh, second place car, maybe almost the pace of uh, of Alex. But uh, congrats to them, man. And with that, a caution flag that came out. Is that something that you'll talk to race control about with your your thoughts on, on what they did there? Uh, it seems like that's what they do now. It's kind of weird. You know, they need to let the outlap play out. You know, it's not fair just to go caution as soon as everybody pits because they don't have to eat the outlap everybody had to. Well, congratulations on a great run. We'll see you at Monterey. Thanks, man. Cheers. Over to Georgia Henneberry. Pato Award comes home fourth today. Pato, I see a look of frustration on your face, but what were your biggest takeaways from uh, this event today? Well, the car was a rocket today, and uh, the team strategy, the team in the pits, felt like I did my job on track. Um, it's just... It's the same same story as always. It's um, you know the, the lappers. They should be called professional blockers at this stage. Um, all they want to do is wait for the leaders to come by, and make their make the race a living hell. And um, obviously, they let Dixon by and they let everybody in their engine camp by. Sadly, we don't have the help from from our fellow Chevy Chevy team member uh, other teams. Um, and it's just. It's just really frustrating. I think they, they just screw the show for guys that are fighting for the podium, fighting for the top five. And um, and it's just, you know, every, everybody up at the front is running a really nice race. And then you just find yourself with a lapper and they do everything in their power to keep you behind them. And they just destroy your, your chances at, at fighting for a podium or, or something better than where you're at. So it's just it's frustrating, but super happy with what the team did today. And um, yeah, it was very comfortable in my car. Nonetheless, a fourth-place finish for Pato Award. We're sending it over to Victory Lane and Ryan Marine. And for the first time since Dan Weldon in 2005, the IndyCar Championship is done with a race still to go. Alex Below, you are a two-time series champion. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, I cannot really believe it, honestly. It's been an amazing uh, season, uh, an amazing race today, and cannot thank the team enough. American Legion, um, it's a special month for us. Um, here in September, but um, yeah, honestly, we're missing Barry as well, um, but uh, the team did an amazing job all season and today especially. Let's talk about Barry not being here. We know he's on the road to recovery. That's the good news, but how much inspiration did you draw trying to clinch this thing for him as well as for yourselves? Yeah, obviously it's sad that he's not here, but he's recovering well. Um, he's, he's a strong guy and um, he will be back with us soon. So yeah, it was super special that we finished the job that he um, just directed us to do so yeah um, i'm happy we made it happen it almost goes without saying the last few years have been tumultuous for you off the track but on it you've remained serene you've remained composed you make it look easy but how difficult has it been to tune all of that out and focus on the job at hand um yeah obviously it's not been ideal but uh with the family friends and the team i have it's easy to get to handle and with that team, two wins, two championships now in the last three seasons, nine wins, all the podiums, all the poles. Will you be back with Chip Ganassi yep. Racing next year? Yeah, sure. There you go. Alex Below, a champion and a race winner here in Portland. Congratulations.
and Davey Hamilton. The battle for the Manufacturers Championship far from being decided. Uh, Chevrolet grabs second. They grab fourth. They grab fifth. They grab sixth. And now Honda leads 1,362 to 1,346. Yeah, it's going to come right down the end, isn't it, Mark? And that's Laguna Seca next weekend. Uh, obviously, we, you would want to be in Honda shoes. They have the lead, so Chevrolet has to do a lot of work next weekend to try to clinch, uh, clinch this championship. But I think we said Honda's won every road race since the GP at Indy. And this is another road race coming. They won this one. Now there's another one coming up. So they're in the catbird seat right now, but it's still a close uh, close challenge. Uh, but close let's, race. let's not forget, because of the unapproved engine change by some of the front runners that we have week in and week out that, we're, uh, that are powered by Honda, some of those points not going to add up. That's exactly right. We'll find out next week who that is. And sometimes you're not going to take advantage of every car on the track because that unapproved interchange, they are going to happen next week. We'll find out who those are. Is it Chevrolet? Is it Honda? Is it both of them? And uh, it's going to come right down to the wire, Mark. Well, Rena's VK, a good run for him. As we mentioned, his best finish of the season, 10th. But he bested that today, Alex Wolf. He comes home 6th. A great run today, a sixth place. Renus, we talked yesterday during qualifying, and you were frustrated, thought that you could get higher up the grid, but talk about that effort and getting up to a top ten. Well, we did get higher up on the grid. It's uh, it's really nice to uh, to to use our speed to, to move forward, and uh, this, this car felt really good. Uh, big kudos to the 21 Pitnall.com crew. Uh, we were fast here last year, but we really, uh, really... Uh, did what we needed to do here in the race. Uh, this car also allowed me to drive aggressively, uh, and, and I could. It was a good passing car, so uh, so that really uh, suited my driving style. And uh, well, you got to be got to be able to pass on this track when other people are struggling. And with the taking advantage of the other people struggling, having that great sixth place run, and just talk about maybe trying to build momentum as we get towards the end of 2023. One more race at WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca. Do you think things are heading in the up direction for this ECR program? Oh, definitely. Uh, we we were in, incredibly lucky today. We we got there on pace, so I'm very happy with that. Uh, it's uh, you know, everybody has seen it. It's been a very tough season. We've uh, we've not been very happy with with our pace and. In general, so uh, to be here and make this step for this race is, is very, is very nice. Uh, it's very uh, promising, and well, I'm, I'm happy we uh, we could make it happen before the end of the season now and carry that through next year. But uh, yeah, great, big thank you to uh, Carpet Racing, and uh, well, it's great to have my best finish of the season so far at the Bidnell.com Grand Prix of uh, Portland. Well, it was great to watch you have that run. Congratulations, and we'll see you next week for the finale. Thank you. That's Rena's VK, sixth place today at Portland International Raceway. And when we come back, Barry Tepke and Nick Yeoman will preview the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. But let's go to break with a happy Alex Below and his in-car communication. Let's go, boys. Thank you. Thank you all so much. What an amazing work. Race winner. And IndyCar champion. Nice job, buddy. I love that. Thank you all so much. Thank you to everybody back at the shop. Once again, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca will host the final race of the NTT IndyCar Series Championship. Barry Tepke, the Director of Heritage Events and Public Relations for the Speedway, joins us here on IndyCar Radio. And, uh, Barry, before we talk about the IndyCar Weekend, i got to be honest, I saw pictures and videos of the Monterey Motorsports reunion you guys just wrapped up, and I was very jealous. Uh, for folks that, that maybe didn't get a chance, uh, tell us what you guys just did a couple weeks ago. 
Oh my gosh, it was a great, great, great event. It's uh, historic racing at its finest. And uh, we celebrated the, 70, uh, <clears throat> the 70th anniversary of Corvette this year, so we had a heritage display full of the most rare cars. The GM Heritage Museums out of um, Detroit sent some of their six cars, even the 2023 Le Mans winner, completely filthy, covered in mud, covered in bugs, hasn't touched it. So we had that on display along with the uh, three 1960 Cunningham Corvettes, the first time uh, Corvette ever won their, their class victory in uh, 1960. So it was just an overload of historic cars from nearly every era, and we just had a blast showing the cars off to fans and, and letting the drivers experience them at speed. Oh, it looked very, very cool. Of course, Chevrolet and GM, a proud partner of IndyCar as well. Barry Tepke is the director of Heritage Events and Public Relations at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Barry, any advice for first-timers that uh, are going to visit Laguna Seca for the first time? Where, where should they go? What should they see when they're at the racetrack? Well, we're, we're, because, because we're such a traditional road course, it's really, we don't have a lot of people that sit in the stands. They're roaming around the hillsides up on turn two, and obviously the iconic corkscrew is, um, you know, people just love to go up there, and you can see almost the entire facility from the very top. And obviously it's an open paddock, but we also have the um, new Mission Foods start-finish bridge to transport people back and forth, and golf carts are actually allowed to go across the bridge now. And then the big news is uh, the new pavement, a uh, complete repaving job. And back in July, we had uh, Felix Rosenquist and Alex Below doing some testing for Firestone. And as Felix said, it's like a video game, absolutely wickedly fast. And uh, they're, both, um, they're, they're both expecting that the track record uh, Elio Castroneves did back in, I think, 2000 will likely fall. The, you know, the reports were far, far grippier, and they were about three seconds off the pole time from last year. So watch out. Let's see what's going to happen, and uh, let these cars run wild. Yeah, I think we're all expecting some big, big speeds at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Of course, it all culminates the weekend of September 10th, the final race of the NTT IndyCar season. Barry, where can people go for more information about the track, the IndyCar weekend, and to get tickets? Uh, the best place is to go to our website at weathertechraceway.com. Again, that's weathertechraceway.com. We have tickets on sale. We still have some little bit of hospitality uh, packages available as well. But it's just an absolute sheer spectacle. And, and, you know, last year when we had the season finale, on that Sunday, I walked out in the media center, and, and you could see the hillsides filled up, and, and you could feel the electricity. You could just feel that there's something happening. The campground's full, and the camper's overlooking the track. You just knew something special was going to happen, and you could just feel the electricity in the air. Barry, thank you so much for your time. I know everyone here at IndyCar Radio looking forward to the weekend in Monterey. And we welcome everybody back. The BitDial.com Grand Prix of Portland has been brought to you by Firestone, the official tire of the NTT IndyCar Series for redefining the limits. Advanced Auto Parts, official checkered flag of the NTT IndyCar Series. Pennzoil, official motor oil of the NTT IndyCar Series. American Medical Response, official partner of the NTT IndyCar Series, and the AMR IndyCar Safety Team. By Coors Light, cold as the Rockies, Coors Light is proud to be the official beer partner of the IndyCar Series. Coors Light, made to chill. Borgwater, official turbochargers of the NTT IndyCar Series. By Henchman Racing Uniforms, nothing fits like a henchman. The Indy Racing Experience, the fastest seat in sports. Safety Clean, official environmental service partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. Racing Optics, the official aero screen and helmet tear-off of the NTT IndyCar Series. By Shell, official fuel of the NTT IndyCar Series. 
and by NTT, official technology and title partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. Our driver analyst today was Davey Hamilton in the pits, Ryan Marine, Alex Wolf, and Georgia Henneberry. Our turn announcers, Dick Yeoman, Michael Young, and Jake Query. Our chief engineer is Rick Evans, satellite and technical support by Scott Burgett. Master control operations in our Indianapolis studios by Sam Rumza. The network director is Chris Pollock. This is Mark James reminding you to come back next week on most of these same stations for the final race of the 2023 NTT IndyCar Series season. We'll be at beautiful WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca, for the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. Our coverage starts at 3 p.m. Eastern. I hope you'll join us. The preceding was an exclusive copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network.